What happened? I don't know. I'm gonna be taking a look at that. Anyway, this, is, <laughs> oh, this is a new, this is a new setup. <laughs> How so many I'm people just, you got coming here, in? Here know? we go. Well, we are already live, I believe. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Break the Rule Stream. I am your host, Lev Polyakov, aka Levpo on Twitter, which you could see prominently being played on the bottom over here because I'm working on the new layout right now for Free for All Friday. I have no idea if it's gonna work out or not. We're gonna see. This is all an experiment today. And with me is Giovanni Panacchietti, aka Giant Geo on Twitter. Please follow. Follow him if you have not already, and he is pumped full of fire from the very gods. <laughs> and of course, we have Luke Valentine joining. Yo. Luke Valentine, the amazing artist, creator, uh, lover of beautiful women. And we have a couple of other people over here in the bottom. We have got Charles Khan and Quasi. So let's say if you guys could add some avatars. I am not sure because I want you to be presentable as well. Right now, you are uh. just two names, but I want you to be presentable. So could that happen or not? If not, that's fine. Uh, I was looking into that. I didn't, I didn't. I don't think there's an option. So here's I'm what you do: you have to you have to register for a Zoom account and then go out and then go back in with your Zoom account email and then you're going to be able to have the avatar that you put in the Zoom account. So if you guys want to try that, we can do that. Anyway, once again, all the new people in here, don't forget to subscribe, subscribe, and subscribe. So Geo, let's get us yeah. started with what you're so uh, fired up about. What's going well, on? Well, let me let me just. Uh... Let me pump it into the chat what uh, happened to me today, hence why my account is locked. But let me let me just <laughs> uh, no, just what's been happening lately. It's like, I don't know, I was thinking about what to say. And now that it's finally here, it's just like, ah, oh, damn. But I notice uh, people are, um, uh, Alexander, why did I lock Twitter? Well, I locked Twitter because Movie Bob responded to my eloquent tweet which totally flew over his head, but let me uh, find it for people. Um, <laughs> I think people are collectively losing their shit and uh, the discourse around what's happening is like um, to be well, expected. The, the whole year has been like a giant Frank Hassel experiment. Yeah, pretty much. I feel um, whether or not uh, you want to, <laughs> Oh, I can't. Uh... Let me let me just. No, everybody is who is a everybody who is a citizen. By the way, everybody on our Discord who is a citizen, you can now post links. You can now post links. I mean, links and images. So again, this is a privilege. It is not a right. It is a privilege. Don't abuse it. And there we go. So, movie Bob. What, what? Well, what's going on here? So guide us through this. So he's responding to my tweet I made, where uh, the New York Times was uh, lamenting over the shelf that apparently held books of women in politics. And it was really important symbolic that these evil fascist right-wingers that invaded the Capitol, that they hate women so much that they, they, they knew that even though shelf was empty, uh, they knew it. So it's really one of these pseudo events that they just concocted out of thin air and people were dunking on it. So I made this uh, tweet about it, how this woman died and got shot in the face uh, but then Movie Bob is like, well, they're the terrorists, so they deserve it. But it really begs the question. Uh, it's really one of these sort of mass social uh, shit tests, whether you view them as seditious terrorists or um, you view them as uh, people who, uh, as the founding fathers intended, uh, fighting for their liberty and uh, a con highly contested election. It seems that people are finally admitting that politics is becoming a religion. There is this one tweet uh, by this hideous troll 
uh, that I forget her name, Vor who something. I'll I'll look up the tweet. Basically, Vor? Ab- well, Vor something. Uh, let me look it up. Uh, basically, mm. admitting that politics uh, is like a religion now, and so uh, it's really it's it's really crazy the discourse around this event, and uh, guaranteed people are going to have their lives ruined over it. Uh, there, the media. It's funny, the media doing the job, as uh, Glenn Greenwald pointed out on Twitter, the media doing the job of the of the FBI happy, ha- helping actively dox people. One person was fired from their job for just attending the Trump rally. And it's really something how, for now, attending a rally of a sitting president is enough to uh, get you unpersoned and fired for good. And I don't know, it's just really, uh, things are going crazy. Things are crazy out there, huh? The <laughs> amount of people, the amount of people who are like straight up like saying, hey, look, identify this guy. Let's contact yeah. the FBI. That was pretty alarming. That was disturbing. Like the FBI is nobody's friend. I don't I don't know if like. Oh, and by the way, we have a super chat me. real quick. We have a super chat. Five U.S. dollars from Prague. Geo spitting right now. There we go. Geo mm-hmm. spitting right now. And uh, oh, also, I, ju- I just want to say that. Oh, another casual- thing I want. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, there were there were unfortunate there were uh, casualties on uh, both sides. So there was Brian Sicknick, who was one of the guards. Which, from what I understand, uh, the police said that he was hit in the head with a fire extinguisher. I don't know what the fuck is going on because on one side you have boomers who are coming in there and they seem to be like lost uh, students, you know, in the museum or something. Weren't they following well- the red rope? That like little red rope in the. In the entryway, they were all walking within the. It was. It looked like. It looked like a field trip. It was, yeah, it was, it was very strange to see that. Like what yeah. kind of a crazy terror attack? They were like guys walking we're through the ropes. Like doesn't. Like it, it. Like there's parts of it where it looks like okay, yeah, these guys probably shouldn't have went in the office and and done what they were doing there, taking pictures. And it, there's, I'm hearing different things about guys stealing stuff. Uh, Apparently, Nancy Pelosi know, got her laptop stolen. Yeah, there's a, there's also been reports of uh, of uh, uh, Dookie spread around uh, different offices. <laughs> so you know, uh, these, you know, well, uh, Apex is here. Apex. Yeah. Well, well, there se- there seems to be like a mix What's of two up, different. Boys? There's like two yep. different energies going on here. Oh, and we got Apex in the house. What's up, Apex? What's up, guys? How are you? And we have good, and we have Quasi as well. My yeah. chat image here is not working Yo. out, so let me uh, let me adjust it for everybody, so everybody fits in well. So uh, when it this, comes to this, this hideous yeah. troll, like look at her, she looks like the w- wicked witch of the east, saying that for many the Capitol building is a religion. I saw this other tweet as well about someone saying that they've sullied the Capitol building. I'm sorry if you've looked at all of the legislation passed and you look at the 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 countless millions upon millions of dead bodies and the rivers of blood and the dis- human despair caused by those very same politicians throughout the AL- throughout this, the the decades who have passed legislation in the in the house chambers uh I'm sorry but as I tweeted it's been sullied more than a bordello on a Saturday night okay there's no way you could sully it more but I'm glad that this wicked witch of the east what's her name uh, I, I, I'm even, I'm, I'm just pacing myself. Amy Vanderpool is, uh, apparently a writer for some, uh, rag. Um, it's just saying that like for many people, this is a religious symbol now. And I love, and by the way, I want to have a very special call out 
shout out to my friend Mythic on Twitter. He used to be among the ruins, but he he pointed this out about the Catholic, the the religious uh, theory cells. I want a very special shout out to all the Catholic and Orthodox theory cells that are jumping over themselves to denounce this, like Rod Dreyer, uh, saying that oh my God, this is terrible, and and all this. It's funny the same people that preach against Americanism. In, in especially the Catholic theory cells, the same people preaching against Americanism are suddenly embracing Americanism and saying that these are sacred spaces of the American Democratic Republic. Like, it's just so ridiculous. And here's the thing. I don't care. Even if BLM did this, I think that, again, it's no, it's not about... Because it was Trump, unfortunately, it's bad optics, whatever. And unfortunately, a lot of grifters who went there polluted the whole thing, who shall remain nameless. Big Alaska. Uh, And so those people, they unfortunately sullied this event. But I truly believe that if you divorce this thing from the MAGA movement, it is indicative of the future, which will be people that are dissidents who are against the establishment and people who are for the, and benefit from the neoliberal order and who will literally ruin people's lives who are going against uh, the the current order. And all of this talk about the sacredness and dignity of American democracy, it's all, I'm sorry to say, I'm sorry, I know this offends people, but that's all fucking bullshit because those people have ruined it and people crying over politicians who are scared. The same people that, you know, millions de- of dead Iraqis, millions of dead Afghanis, millions dead from the opioid crisis. I'm fucking sorry that some politicians were inconvenienced that day. I'm so incredibly sorry. So I'm just going off, Lev. I'm, I'm very... Uh, no, Gio, I agree. I agree entirely. Sorry. So I'm sorry. Like, like, like people, people, were, uh, people were like, this has ruined America's moral image. Like, really? <laughs> this really? this yeah. is what yes! ruined our moral image? Yes! <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it is a it is a strange situation that again, like you know me, Mister Neutral, when it co- when it comes to all this crazy sh- all this crazy shit. So first of all, I want to say uh, I want to introduce <laughs> Philip Daniel over here, trying to not get in the way of the green screen. Yes, Phil- thank- Hello, Philip Daniel, friend. thank you so much for coming in here. And also, we got the great metaphor man, who I would love to hear a metaphor from regarding all of these things that have been occurring. Shit biscuit. Yes, Sorry. hell yeah, shit biscuit. Well, we have shit biscuit. We have mask bastard. We have Charles Khan. We have Quasi. He's back, and I'm gonna put his Twitter handle in here as well. All the wonderful people who are watching this right now, don't forget to subscribe, subscribe, and subscribe, and send this to all your fucking friends. May they all uh, uh, prosper. Uh, so anyway, what I want to get to here real quick is again, you know me, Mr. Neutral, when it comes to thinking that you know what, maybe it's not a bad thing that there is this structure that some people do have somewhat of a belief in. That doesn't mean that there can't be changes to it. Let's say from within, from let's say getting new blood in there to uh, you know be able to rearrange things over time. I just don't want things to get to the extent that there actually is going to be a lot of bloodshed in the United States. You know, so. If if there is any other way of doing it to solve the problems that people have there are today, no more first. political solution i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm not gonna fed post i promised Damn. myself <laughs> well uh, philip no uh, philip you're the uh, you're the newcomer here what do you think and tell us a little bit about yourself first well i am a young composer a music theorist a writer I am affiliated with uh, Justin Murphy's Indie Thinkers Group. Nice. Oh, nice, nice. And um, I actually composed 
some intro music for his podcast that he used on a few episodes. Um, that's my main claim to fame right now. Now, 2020 was a very prolific year for me musically. I churned out a ton of music, but uh, mo and mostly chamber music. So, and I, you know, expanded my, uh, I guess you could say I um, expanded my stylistic and technical boundaries quite a bit over the course of the year. Um, I'd love to discuss that with Geo sometime in particular, uh, oh. but as, yeah, particularly as I've um, been exploring certain techniques that are commonly associated with the second Viennese school in particular, and I know of his fondness for Arnold Schoenberg's work, hmm. a fondness which I share, but as far as uh, the recent political events are concerned, um, to put it simply, of course I worry about the um, coming uh, quashing of any oppositional stance of uh, any dissent from the uh, woke centrist or uh, woke corporatist consensus. And um, I, I would like to think that my own views are fairly milk toast. Uh, fairly mild, fairly classically liberal, but I'm sure that I am due for cancellation at any moment. So <laughs> I ought to be prepared for that. Hmm. Well, the I think that I, 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 I think that although these events will will reverberate, they will gradually recede from the consciousness of 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 your normie, you know, although this will obviously be used in the manufacturing of consensus by our elite institutions and um, the shaping of uh, norms, which, um, no, which uh, your average Anglo-American will be unable to resist. Um, I think that there will be other events in the future, certainly given how quickly now his, now now that history moves apace, I think that there will certainly be other events that will eclipse this. This, this is just the beginning. But I think that like many other events that enter the news cycle, it will gradually recede from consciousness, at least in its particulars. So. Um, no, that's, uh, that's a, what uh, they want quasi. to happen. Uh, Gio, can I uh, say something based off uh, something you kind of said before? Mm -hmm. And that um, I kind of forgot what you said, but the, the, the idea is that this is basically the start of what many people have been predicting, which is that it's going to be punishment for people who supported Trump, you know, a duly elected president. It's going to be this is something sort of unprecedented in, in American politics, though. You can see it in a lot of um, poor countries, less less developed uh, democracies that uh, people after this are going to be like punished like jail time for supporting Trump because the idea is if you supported if you're supporting Trump now you are traitorous you're you're committing treason um, you're trying to support some guy who's trying to take hold power when he doesn't deserve it mm -hmm. but and how would that work in a nation of lawyers like that's what, what I'm still confused about here because we still have a nation where people sue each other I, and also I think where people that hire defense we're... lawyers we're going to get lucky that our court system is so absolutely dysfunctional 
You know, <laughs> well, no one's yeah. gonna end up in jail. I'm not saying if you voted for Trump, you're you're gonna go to jail. Um, but I, what I what I am saying no, is I know what um yeah. AOC said, which is oh, we should start making lists of these people. But yeah. again, these yeah. are a, the people like AOC. These are the extremists. These are not the mill toasters. Well, I don't so think. But is she really an extremist? Because she has such an immense following in American politics. So. I also, yeah, yeah exactly. I, I think that it's it's well, no. it's infecting yeah. out you, into the. Well, 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 pause. I, I, I finish your point, and then. Sorry, yeah, I know. Sorry. <laughs> no problem. Well, and if you turn on the TV news, what do they talk about? Like I was watching the news was on today. And I saw like, oh, the, it was like half of the time they're talking about the options to get Trump out of office immediately um, because he supported this like coup, basically, which is. Yeah, it's not ridiculous. good enough that he's leaving in what, two weeks? And yeah, it's and, a symbolic and, thing. You know, yeah. What's going to be in 40 years, what's going to be in the history book about uh, the 2020s it, in 2016? It's going to be Trump was elected. He was horrible. He was racist. He was, it's not going to be written in English. It's going to be a neo-Latino Arabic. Uh. But, um, and that, <laughs> and and it'll be a few, um, a paragraph. And at the end of the paragraph is he tried to stage this coup. These weird, these QAnon people, these wacky people who believed pedophiles have power, you know. Um, tried well, to well, hopefully and, President Jalaluddin uh, yeah, Rodriguez will the have, third. Uh, the third will have, uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's a, Sorry, I cut you off. No, no, but that's yeah. I think and to tie that in with uh, with Philip's point, which is a great point about the news cycle, how basically people have been inculcated because we live in internet time. I think that term has more meaning than what people think, in terms of the way uh, it's reflected our consciousness. No, no longer do we live in. In some ways, I guess you could say we live in like a Bergsonian like moment. Uh, like event but it seems that that's going into such overdrive it's like i, I don't know why Ver, he was popular for a time but paul virilio he talks about this with speed and politics he was popular around the iraq war uh but it seems that it's really as things get you know his thesis being that as things accelerate in terms of speed in terms of communicability a uh, war becomes the primary uh, edifice of all relations so the info war and uh the physical war the economic war because war is what is this delivery of kinetic force and now we're seeing more than ever the info war uh Sorry, an apex. You had a point. Cut me off. I'm oh, and, re just, and real quick, we have I'm five dollars. We have five dollars from Byzantium Archon. <laughs> so okay, so five dollars. I wanted to talk about Archon. this one person that doxed your mother. Anyway, so, oh, yeah, five dollars, Byzantium. Yes, good friend of oh, the show, Byzantium Archon. Geo, you should upload a video on your channel where you just talk about the bad capital siege takes. Oh, I so should. What are, yes. What There's are these? So tons. what are these? Uh, capital capital siege takes for those who don't know. Well, just like people I've been uh, screen capping uh, that, that have the hysterics over this, I guess. Uh, that'd be a good video. I was going to do a video about um, how they want to explode the relationships between uh, Zoomers and their parents, even more so than millennials, uh, with this tweet that I'll share. But I wanted, I desperate, I wanted to really hear the thoughts of, uh, of uh, everyone in the panel. So maybe Apex and then Metaphor Man shit biscuit friend <laughs> how are you my friend uh both uh so well sorry i'm just tripping over myself apex please come on go on apex has been writing up a storm on his Substack. uh lev if you could link his Substack into the chat he just mm -hmm. came out with his blue empire piece today a part of a series explaining the concept of the blue empire uh so uh yeah he's been he's been on fire this past month 
No, I mean, you know, basically like Blue Empire effectively is kind of what Philip was describing, you know, those institutions that they they dominate media and academia and big tech and all of that. And they they're basically the ones that are the narrative generating and propagating machines. And in terms of Virilio, like one of the things that's interesting is if you conceptualize this as like a kind of physical space that things are getting closer in information space while they get further away in physical space. So you have this very interesting and weird virtualization. Um, and like, it's, it's just, you know, you're, you're watching, you're watching these, these, you know, media organizations and it's just, you know, where do the narratives come from? They're just they're just made up. Out a of lot nothing. of it is pulled out of their ass. Yeah, that's true. But at the end of the day, what's the goal for a lot of these uh, milk toast organizations? Because there was a comment earlier on talking about how it's not really the milk toast people who end up causing a lot of changes to happen, but it is the milk toast people who end up subverting those changes and creating just like a state of quote unquote normalcy, which maybe the quotes aren't even required. Cause like we were talking with Alexander Bard yesterday, the establishment wants there to be this certain order and that everything goes back to normal, back to business as usual. I wouldn't imagine that Anderson Cooper would want to live in North Korea either so that's why if we're talking about what exactly does the establishment want geo you were making a great point about psychological uh like a psychological hell that people get into today but if we take that away for a second just focus on what do these people want i don't think they want a communist dictatorship at least like the aocs they want that but the milk toast people who end up subverting you know occupy wall street end up subverting any any cause that comes about they don't want that at least i'm pretty sure they don't want that so is it necessarily as horrible as people make it out to be you know people are tweeting about you know who's gonna get top bunk at the re-education camp so uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Am I am I in the wrong here? It's, but it's not so much what the average voter thinks. Um, it's it's what these politicians think. Yeah, well, that's what <clears> I'm talking <throat> about. I'm not talking about the voters. I'm talking yeah. about primarily the establishment here and what they want. Mm-hmm. Well, they support. They're they're bought out. So they support whatever their. Um, this is not a novel take, but you know they support whatever their donors give them. Um, and they they believe in this ideology that basically has no limiting pr- principles. This total utopia, everyone sings hula la, you know. And uh, so it, there, there's no end to this, you know. The George Floyd stuff. There's no there's well, no point you're, you're at which this will ever two, be perfect. You're talking about two things, though. You're talking on one hand people who are you know very pragmatical as far as we go in there, we uh, get the donations, we get all this uh, money mm-hmm. from corporations. And on the other hand, you're talking about idealists who want to create a communist utopia. So it can't be both. I mean, maybe it can be to a certain extent, but people are going to well, it's not communist. You know, another. it's obviously um, capitalist. Um, but there, well, which, still... whichever one it is, it's still like some kind of mechanism to create a utopia. So if somebody's taking money from these corporations, I doubt they are thinking about utopia. They're thinking about making money. Well, the the, the racial stuff plays into their their economicals. It, it, it's it's used to justify immigration, which drives down wages. Yeah, sure. Um, and it's, I'm I'm just saying I don't think they're believers in it. I think that a lot of them are just no, doing I, it for the sake of. I think of, most uh, people are now. I think 99 no, no, percent yeah. of people believe this. I, I think I think quasi 
so I, I actually wrote about this in, in, in my Blue Empire thing, which is that I think that what begins as cynical signaling be like eventually transforms over time into, you know, it's like you wear a mask long enough and you, there's no longer a mask. It's just you at a certain point, you've become so socialized to this thing that it just, it becomes a value. Um, you live it out. And then as you're living it out, you learn to internalize it. Um, I mean, really the, the thing is that when, when you look at, you know, if you, if I, if I tried to sum it up in like one sentence, which is like what, what blue empire effectively stands for. It's like, you've got cosmopolitan globalism alongside economic policies, which are just used as a way to increase people's autonomy and autonomy in and of itself is liberal. There's a reason why you scratch the left and a liberal bleeds, you know, um, and, and so there's, there are a lot of true believers. Like, I really do think that over time, like in, in the seventies or eighties, it was probably entirely cynical, but over time, you know, on the one hand, you have people becoming true believers. On the other hand, when these companies only see pushback from one side, like real pushback, like, yeah, there's conservatives who whine on Twitter because they're babies, but they don't ever actually do anything. There's no boycotts or anything. There's no in-person mm. protests that much, um, at least not until maybe the last year or two. And so when the company's just like, I'm just going to go the path of least resistance. And then anyone who disagrees in the company just keeps their mouth shut. Yeah, but that's different from being a true believer. That's being practical when it comes to not having too much smoke and fire around your workplace just so that you can go home and eat with your family and not have to think about all this bullshit. But, uh, sure, but that's what... how it starts. Sure. And, and what's the difference? What's the outcome difference? What, what does it matter? Okay, I'll give you an example. I'll, I'll give you guys an example. In the Upper West Side, you have a lot of people, you know, like the Samantha Bees of the world. You have a lot of people in the Upper West Side that oh, were not God. too thrilled I, with the homeless people. You have to remind me of your existence. <laughs> Sorry about that. Everybody subscribe for the sake of Samantha Bees. You, be yourself. <laughs> be, be yourself. Anyway, uh, the people in the Upper West Side, they were not too thrilled with the homeless people who are now uh, going around their turf doing drugs, you know, flashing and doing all that stuff. So what did they do? They sued the city they sued the city of new york for letting these homeless people be around them basically and these are you know like democrat party donors and all that stuff so when it comes to the practicality of what kind of society do i want to live in you know you could say like you know oh one one thing for me and another for thee but uh, I don't think they're true believers in the sense that they would, uh, you know, let their kids play with uh, this uh, homeless guy who's sniffing glue. You know, like they understand that there is a difference between them and the homeless people. The hypocrites, which is someone who believes one thing and, and does another. Sure, but I don't know how much that belief is for show and how much is it real. I understand the points you guys are making that slowly it ingrains over time inside you, but how do we know this to be the case and not the other and not just uh, them putting on it? How act? do you know how anyone believes anything? I don't know. Well, that's the thing, because we're making yeah. assumptions here, which may be true, but it's kind of like a Schrodinger's. I'm not saying it right. Schrodinger's cat. Schrodinger. Yeah, Schrodinger's true believer. That's kind of what I see this as right now. And I'm not really sure how to go about finding out whether or not it's uh, correct or not. That homeless people example is actually really good. Um, kind of like what happened the other day where it's like they're forced to like, not only interact with, but 
um, <laughs> you know, like these people asking for food, asking for money, they have to like, God forbid, smell them as they walk by to their uh, <laughs> triple, you know, $200,000 a year council job that they do nothing at. It's kind of the same thing what happened in Washington, because all these people who make these shitty laws and do nothing are actually forced to, you know, interact with their voter base. And you have people like Lindsey Graham, you know, uh, a oh lot of people God, in the house. What a wretched worm. Yeah. Well, all these all these fucking traitors, right? Who just threw them under the bus, and they actually like forced to be around them for once, and they're freaking out. Like, the, I don't know. You guys have seen the video of him trying to walk to? Uh, I think it was. Yeah. In the Senate. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, they're the just airport, calling yeah. him a traitor. That was so great, man. Well, I think now is a good time. Uh, what do you guys think of Trump's response? I know it's like really. Deep fake black pill moment. Well, oh, we, I, I was gonna get into that. Like some people were saying, because uh, the head, got, the I, collar. There's a I weird thing there. Yeah, the lips. I don't know. <laughs> the lips. <laughs> I think like here's the problem with spreading sure. that type of like. Okay, there's a lot of cope involved in spreading. Yeah, that's that you stole the words out of my mouth. <laughs> Sorry, Gio. <laughs> I I don't like I I mean I think like uh, like for example I just tweeted before the show about like how. Canadians are wanting this politician fired for wearing a MAGA hat. I think, like myself, I don't have much faith in Trump. I think, at least for the past few years. But at the same time, I feel that the people that viscerally hate him uh, are uh, demons. No, I mean, uh, well, I don't know. I feel that <laughs> demons. <laughs> I mean that. Um, I think that Trump has no choice, obviously. But at the same time, a lot of his followers. Uh, are going to continue to be, um, as you pointed out, um, as people in the panel pointed out, uh, a lot of his followers are going to be persecuted after this. And I think that, was it the best idea to storm the Capitol? No, probably not. But is it a symbolic... <clears throat> My good friend Lady Astor, friend of the show, said that in the long run, it might be a symbolic victory. But in the short term, it look, looks like a horrific, like, Seville type of event times 50 uh, I think Seville, like CWC. CWC. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, well, maybe, uh... maybe, maybe Richard Spencer has to go to uh, CWC and Chris Chan will come out as the mayor, <laughs> and <laughs> that will be something. Dimensional we have... merge. Yes, that's that's the dimensional merge we were talking yeah. about this whole time. Conscious, conscious <laughs> Moss, oh, aka aka the Lioness, aka Nala. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Finally, no. you're on the show. Hmm. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I'm only here with the promises that Aman is learning a special harmonica solo um, for this <laughs> to soothe my anxiety later. <laughs> I am very appreciative of that because the last performance, he said he was in a little bit of a crabby state. So He did. Now, <laughs> yeah, now it's going to be a lot better. For those who don't know, by the way, Aman Sadhu, he is a $50 patron. And you guys could also join him in being a patron to break the rules. I know I mention it all the time, but it is damn important that I do. Because here's the thing. What I want to do with BTR is I want to bring people in here like Jessica Deloach, who was working for Pete Buttigieg's campaign. And Pete Buttigieg, from what I know, he's now going to be working in the Biden administration in transportation. So what I did is I hooked up her together with Alex Forrest, and they're going to be talking about infrastructure. This is happening this coming Tuesday. Day. But the reason why I do this is I want different sides to talk, especially now. I know we're talking about, you know, traders, yada, 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 whatever. What I want to do, and I'm really serious about doing this, is 
I think it's a damn shame that all this time there weren't ways for people who are on the other side of the blue empire or whatever you want to call it to uh, be able to engage with people who differ from them in views like uh, like a lot of people here. This is one of my goals and this is something that I'm really passionate about doing. But the only way we can keep doing it is if you become a patron and if you help us spread this through your monetary uh, donations. So Patreon. I love how you're guilt tripping them. <laughs> Patreon.com slash break the rules. This is where you go. And if you become a $20 patron, you are going to get my father Alexander's absolutely beautiful prince. Look at the quality of this stuff. It is mwah. And if you become a $30 patron, you're gonna go that you're gonna get that, but also you are going to get Giovanni Panicetti's beautiful, absolutely brilliant um woodcut prints i'm looking for them right now this is what happens by the way ladies and gentlemen in obs when you have too many things on the screen here we go patreon prints check this out check out oh, how fast you can, can do it there we go there we go you could see it you could see so it in fast. action well, Geo is Geo is actually Sonic the Hedgehog in disguise. That's going on here. So, so anyway, fifty dollars. I'm trying patronage. to throw up one of my paintings in the my Bob Ross paintings in the for the fifty dollar. Let me find. Yes, one. that is the fifty dollar patronage. That is one of many things you get for fifty dollars. You get Geo's beautiful paintings, uh, the Bob Ross uh, persuasion. You also get my father's magnets another another magnet and this one is going to be custom whatever the hell you want him to do he'll do it and not only that but you also get uh figures that are going to be painted by the wonderful jules p hamilton and not only that but you're also going to get if you want to this is just like if you want to you can also get a printed um uh what do you call printed uh prints yeah that, that's what they are prints you get a printed God damn it, you get a printed print of uh, any of the thumbnails that my father drew. So look at the thumbnails on Break the Rules. If you see one of the thumbnails that my father drew, uh, that's what you got to do. You got to. I'd love to have one, one from yeah. the Alexander Bard stream where it was me, Logo, Joel, oh, yeah. uh, Joel Davis, and uh, that would be a great poster print right there. There we and go, then, <laughs> guys. Make it make it happen, and then send it to Gio as a birthday present. Gio, when's your birthday? December twenty third. I just had it, but that'll... oh, fu well, plenty of <laughs> time you. then. Plenty of time Next to get year. Next yes, year. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if right. we're not if we're not hauled to FEMA camps, sorry. Well, well, we have this <laughs> thing where on um, break the rules, we'll still have break the rules on in, in the FEMA camp, but like we'll get people to hoop the cell phones. To like go like when we have different guests and different block cell blocks, so we're gonna have someone to hoop them to go. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, it's gonna be fun, fun times, isn't it? So, uh, conscious Moss, what do you think about all the stuff we were talking about just now? Have you been, uh, you you've been following along? I've been following along, and I. I'm always right in the middle. It seems with a lot of my thoughts when it comes to especially politics recently um i have been trying to keep myself a bit away from it i think it's been causing me a lot of anxiety just with there's so much passion and sometimes i can notice how much that affects me emotionally and i think that 
what upset me the most was when I saw the video of the woman. We found out what her name was. I can't remember exactly what. Ashley Babbitt. Ashley Babbitt. Um, when I saw the video of her being killed, um, that was a point for me yesterday where I did have to step away because immediately it became a lot of people on the other side being happy she was killed um, and immediately not seeing her as a human and watching her, watching the whole process leading up to it, you know, that woman was standing with so many people and pushing through them for something she truly believed in, whether you agree with it or not. And she died for it. And to then see a bunch of people not even regarding her as a human being due to difference in beliefs, it, it hurt me a lot watching all of that happen. And I'm just an extremely sensitive person. So I did step away after watching her get killed. Um, but it's it's a lot going on right now. That's no, a tough definitely. piece of tape. That's a yeah. tough piece of tape to look at because you can see it, it looked like she was up trying to climb over somebody, and the guy yeah. on the inside shoots. Yeah. As there are like three or four cops right behind her yes. coming up the stairs, and they're all armed to the teeth. Uh, uh, the initial report that I had heard was that it was a cop from behind that shot her, but looking at it from that angle, like you clearly see the guy fire the yes. shot. The cop well, behind her looked shocked. I actually did you see the he did like well, a you double can actually take. Here on the tape, somebody hollers out. They go uh, flashbang. Like they, yeah. somebody thought uh, that it wasn't a shot. Mm-hmm. Scary times, and, and and I'll say this too from uh, the people that were storming the Capitol's perspective. You know, they were there trying to stop treason. In their minds, uh, you know, the election had been stolen. Like that was a treason. Oh well, no, no, we can't, we can't say that the YouTube thing. So, uh, the uh, the election, every everything the election was fine. Was bar- was- I meant the 2016 election. Yeah, yes. the 2016. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, they were looking. I think for you can get away with it once, and they'll. Uh, you just can't like talk about like make it about like you can't say the gamer word of uh, the T word. Uh, the the let's <laughs> let's go with the ju- the Pierre Trudeau uh, lingo. The election was fuddle duddled. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah, they fuddle duddled it all right. There was a big fuddle yeah. duddle. Well, By the way, also... that's when he said when someone I think it was Nixon called him an asshole. That's what he said fuddle duddle. So <laughs> yeah, the election was fuddle duddled. I feel fuddle duddled. This whole Nixon... week has been fuddle duddled. <laughs> yeah, Nixon not that big of a, a fan of the Canadians. I take it. I also did hear that, you know, she was a veteran that did four tours, I believe. She spent 14 years in the Air Force, that uh, was it. about half Whoa. of her life, and they shot her down like she was fucking nothing. And then the person that she was, you know, there for, you know, hasn't even said her name. And I just think that the entire thing is, it, it's really disgusted me in a lot of ways. But I think well, I mean, on the is... one hand, sorry, oh, yeah, Gio. No, no, you go, go, go ahead. Okay, no, I mean, I I said this right after the election, but like, there was, and I had I had a whole thread where I was like, I'm I'm done with the left because I watched my friends in a bunch of like group chats, you know, from college and from work, etc. Just basically be like, oh well, you know, the Hispanics vote against us, so it doesn't matter if they get deported. Like, I don't care about them anymore. <laughs> you know, it, it it that was that was like effectively what it was, and you know. I'm Native American, like I'm, you know, I'm a minority. And it was just like, like, do you only care so long as I, you know, toe the line? Like, 
you know what is what is that kind of bullshit um and the other thing is like you know trump was always uh, a piece of shit like you know he, he was he was a motivational aesthetic totem like yeah mm. he, he got a ton of people in that weren't there anyways but you know he was also probably the weakest president since uh probably the weakest post-world war ii president um, yeah, but, and, I mean, it wouldn't be. Think of how different could have done versus like what he actually yeah. did. Well, think I, of I how know, different it's... it would have been. Where do you remember that? Uh, I believe the the statement that he made about uh, we're going to go to the Capitol. We well, where was he in that case? Think of how different it would have been if Trump would have been at the head of all the people and he would have gone in there. Like, you know what I mean? Like he as never. far as optics go. Well, yes, yeah, no, but, but like, not. why he's... did he say we then? Then he shouldn't have said we. Because he's a narcissist. Like, well, that's I, that's just what I he is. I assumed watching the tape, well, watching was a royal the live, I thought they were hit, that he was going to go and give a speech at the Capitol. Oh, like, that was the that was the thought. And then for whatever reason, everybody decided, you know what? We're going to clash with these cops. And then, you know what? Let's just go in. Let's all just go in there. Like, it just seemed, something seemed there, off about it. There's he definitely... would never put himself in danger. What they're saying now were like they were kind of corralled in. That was like sort of like a subconscious thought I had yesterday where it was like, obviously not all of these people are like intended to stage a siege today, you know? There's um, some weird footage where, where cops are like, get in here. Like, it's very Yeah, you can yeah, see the guy waving them strange. all. Yeah. So yeah. this may be like a kayfabe storyline <laughs> where <Yeah. laughs> they, they've done this to discredit Trump even further. Or if Trump... The, the more daunting realization uh which is if trump was like actively like they cut him a deal to like not be totally ruined i don't know it's really i i think bap had a good thread although i'm a bit more pessimistic on the efficacy of trump the man because at the end of the day yes he is a narcissist and all of that and i don't know i just but yet at the same time i don't agree with Moldbug's take who where he's like literally gloating over as much as I appreciate Molebug's work, his like recent article uh, gloating over this and and uh, calling a certain someone, comparing him to Wyden Lewis, that was just cringe. But I'm not going to name his names. But uh, anyways, I, I just, I don't know. I, I'm on the middle with this. I feel that, but, but you know, but Moss, you brought up about the, the fact that she was a veteran. I think that in a lot of ways, that's emboldened um, verifieds and other uh glorified bloggers and people within the media sphere to say that the narrative is that if you are associated with the military as a grunt, not like a pogue <laughs> as a grunt, that you are like uh, more easily quote unquote radicalized the way that Timothy McVeigh was radicalized. And so that's the argument that I'm seeing now. Like for example, Germany, they just got rid of a whole special last year. They got rid of like a whole special forces unit because they were, uh, they had like very mod, very weak nationalist sentiments. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's just ridiculous. I feel that the, the narrative being spun in uh, another narrative that's being spun, which before I forget um, slipknot before I forget uh, <laughs> um, uh, another narrative being spun is this sort of taking of uh, right-wing language and a, the, the people like the, you know, the dirtbag left people and other uh twitter theory cells like livy fanon like basically spinning this as like you know we are the real ones that are banned and we are the ones who are and uh the maga people they uh weren't 
met with resistance because they are the establishment and the establishment likes and agrees with uh, all the things that Trump says and agrees with. And uh, it's just patently ridiculous. I think that it's really, um, they have to colonize the language that the right uses. But at the same time, I feel that the whole language of the, the discourse around censorship, especially when it comes to the normie conserve a pundit sphere and people like Ted Cruz that like, I, I feel that it's all just kayfabe. It's all just an act. So you have like people like Ted Cruz that bring up uh, Jack and uh, Mark Zuckerface up on Capitol Hill. And, and they do this like show of like, so you ban conservatives. So therefore it becomes memeable to the point where uh, people can create memes of like, well, and actually when you look on Google, this, the, the, when you search Google, I've done this you search up conservative censor social media, conservative censorship, things like that. They purposefully manipulate it to give you the studies that say that they aren't being banned off of social media. But we all know that censorship is more nuanced than just people getting banned. Yes, people get banned, but it's more of the shadow banning and the pushing of results and things that are consciously harder to prove than just like this dog and pony show of people dragging, like Ted Cruz dragging a, uh, you know, Mark Zucker face up on Capitol Hill and, and asking him questions. And it's like, people get tired of this and this. And again, this is the Phillips point is that people are tired of it. And the news cycle gets exhausted from the same important thing, but yet people will move on and they'll say, well, it's not really a non-issue because they debated it. And so this is how they manufacture consent by strategic, um, strategic outrage, but also strategic boredom is another thing that gets overlooked. So, yeah, sorry, but it, it ties into this because they will use the same talking points of, well, you know, actually, when you point out BLM burning cities, actually, uh, look at what happened just now. It totally discredits the right as if Seville wasn't enough, but you, you know what I mean? So I, I don't know if it's kayfabe. I mean, it's probably I don't want to speculate, obviously, because. It, it, we're black pilled either way, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> black pills on all sides. Well, so, uh, I, I, I'm going to propose not a black pill, but a purple pill. The purple of, uh, I don't know, if uh, confusion <laughs> or fantasy or Maya or whatever the right word here is. Just like this purple vortex we're in right now of not really knowing what's going to happen. Like the title of this uh, show today is uh, Is It Ogre Edition? And I think it is far from ogre. It hasn't even begun yet. At least this is my suspicion. There's just like this feeling in the air that whatever we've seen right now... Like, things may change and just may become very, very different in a very uh, short amount of time, and it seems like the happenings are just increasing. Now, maybe that is something that we tell ourselves because we've become addicted to the hap uh, happenings, just like there are some people who are longing for a return to normalcy and see somebody like uh, Biden, like the Biden administration, as being a return to uh, that kind of normalcy. But I don't know. There is still that feeling that not just me, but other people have. We don't know what exactly is going to happen, but there is this chilling feeling in the air that the process that we're seeing right now with what happened in the Capitol and uh, the other events that have preceded it, that this is just the tip of the iceberg. Do, what do you guys think? Well, yeah, it's, it's it's it might not be ogre yet, but the shrekening is definitely upon us. Yeah, <laughs> um, it, 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 it's not ogre. I feel like at some point, uh, you know, things are so crazy. Could Trump still hornswoggle a way to win? Is there a way that he has some other card up his sleeve that he hasn't pulled yet? I don't think so. Nah, 
No. It's me, Austin! It was me all along! I think that part is over. Well, which is me, Austin! Scotto. Do you guys know the astrologer Michael Scotto? He is a regular on this show. He's been here several episodes. Uh, his uh, whole thing, I remember I talked to him, was that it's not going to be Trump, but it's not going to be Biden either. And that's weird. Like, what could it possibly... Well, I mean, Kamala Harris, but he didn't say Kamala Harris as well. So, like, that at least puts me in the frame of mind, which is not that horrible of a frame of mind to be, where you just give up and trying to predict what the hell is going to happen and just be in the state of enjoying the ride and taking care of your family, your friends, your loved ones, your community, the BTR stream, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and the people taking care of the BTR stream through your super chats. And that's all that you can do right now. Meanwhile, yeah. just enjoy seeing what the hell this world is going to be in for because I... uh, these times they don't always come. So let's just see what ex- how crazy it could get. Yeah, t- uh, 2020 was like a year of just like we're spoiled with happenings, you know. Yeah. Coronavirus and George Floyd and just like a million other things, and the this I I, I really do think like this. You're you're right that that this like siege, whatever you want to call it, the insurrection, um, was the beginning of because if people forget, 75 million people voted for Donald Trump. That is not something that's that's going to go away easily. Um, even if a lot of those people did it reluctantly. There's at least, you know, like 20 million people who are like diehard. They really like Trump. And because to support Trump, you have to be socially ostracized in a lot of ways. So it is sort of like a subculture in but a lot a pre- of sense. Like supporting a pre- I remember that one tweet that was popular a year ago about like a crazy world where supporting the president of the United States can get you fired. And it's like this really weird, like bizarro. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think people have uh, been trying that hard in the establishment to understand the people that they perceive to be their either mortal enemy or their uh, social inferiors. Because this, I think, is really the rub here when it comes to them seeing that so many people uh, within the establishment, not only do they not give a shit about them, but they ridicule them, they call them deplorables, all that. And eventually that's got to come to a head just psychologically, just like these people, you know, like they just don't care a tiny bit to even know what my concerns are. And one of the things that I at least try to do here is like, let's lay it all out there for the people who I bring in who are in the quote-unquote establishment to just like explain these are the worst things that people see coming uh, in the future from the policies that you've enacted. Now, they may be wrong, but at least hear them the fuck out. At least try to understand what it is that they're concerned about instead of just swatting it away and saying, oh, like these white supremacists, racist, bigots, yada, yada, yada. It's so but, tired. It's by the way, have... Yeah, by the way, I wanted to share um let's see. Uh, did you did everyone see um the Arthur Chu tweets? Have any oh, Indeed, I was going guy. to bring them up. Ooh, Let me Yeah, okay, Philip, well I posted, please yes. bring them up. Please, I'll I'll post them. I have them screen capped because I who feel is like Arthur Chu. I don't know who that uh, is. Uh some guy oh. he won Jeopardy. He became a Gamergate uh Oh, I remember. <laughs> oh, yeah. that guy. That's He a is also he is also infamous for his um, collapsed marriage. Yes, yeah, uh, that um, his, publicly um, collapsed marriage. Yes, his uh, <laughs> wife's many, his ex-wife's many complaints about his lack of personal hygiene, which was culminated <laughs> in the 
manifold episodes involving ants, including ants crawling on his face. <laughs> And perhaps in other areas as well. Now, in this series of tweets, if I recall, I really should have ate before I came on the show. Goddamn! In this, in this series of tweets, he um, he equates um, he equates Trump supporters with Yahtzees. Uh, see, I'm yes. trying not to take oh, off the uh, and he says the that they all. should all be exterminated. That they are subhuman and should be exterminated. Let me let me read you. Um, it's very Schmidian. It's very. It Schmidian. is very Schmidt. Yes, it is How very ironic. <laughs> it's funny because no, this- logo responded to one of my tweets. He's like, "Isn't this what's just is like Carl Schmidt?" Um, mm-hmm. So let's see the first one. It's not the genocide. Po- <laughs> it's justified, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, if they're, if they're actually if they're actually subhuman. <laughs> yeah. When a bullet goes through the fatty. T- <laughs> Oh God! It's it's good bull- poetry. <laughs> when a Melissa bullet West. goes through a tube, fatty tumor, a a Yahtzee has in the space where the human being would have a brain. Nothing is lost. A pile of meat that moved and spoke and acted like a person was made to stop moving, and thus could no longer fool people in thinking it was one of them. So not only are um people he disagrees with uh not people, but I feel that. This goes with his uh, materialist, uh, I effing love science worldview in that the human is rendered into a sack of meat, literally, to be exploited. By the way, I, yeah, don't mean to, I don't mean to digress, but a couple of years ago, Arthur Chu went on a rant about, you know, Adorno's critique of jazz. And Arthur Chu was under the impression that Adorno admired Rachmaninoff. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> what the fuck? I know. He thought it was the worst form of kitsch. <laughs> no, like. <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking about the Adorno that was associated with the Darmstadt school with Stockhausen Boulez in, in his later years. Damn. Like, <laughs> I, I never mean, knew that about Arthur Chu. That's I know like me and you I know this is like total like yeah. uh, but but it's like it's just indicative it's like this one person uh that said the, the He's a total the, midway a worse yeah. person in midway this one person writer said that um I I responded to saying that the fascists hate beauty in history when you know Susan T- Sontag and other cultural critics I I screen capped a shots of uh the the famous essay fascinating fascism uh, where clearly the problem is that the the Nazis the the Nazis and the fascists they love beauty too much, but that was the '60s cultural critic. So Arthur Chu goes uh, the 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 N word. Uh, it's not that N word. The the Yahtzee is the opposite of a person, and therefore our morality to them must be reversed. To hate them is to love. To harm them is to heal. To kill them is to bring life. So, in other words, Worst this is classic. Strength, freedom, is slavery. Th- this is classic. I know I'm bringing this up again. Classic Giorgio Agamben. Uh, to him, he wants to create the Homo Saker that is outside of the law, but also justifies the law because Agamben talks about paradoxes. The paradox mm-hmm. being that the Homo Saker <clears throat> is an unperson. But yet the personification of the citizenry is justified by the existence of the homo saker. And so when he says that all morality is reversed, 
when it comes to the homo saker, uh, therefore, um, oh, sorry, Charles, you got to bounce up. Thank you, my friend, for coming on. Uh, mass bastard, follow on Twitter. So, so to hate them, just to love, to harm is to heal. Uh, again, this this therapy speak language. Uh, so th this is the creation of the homo saker in that all of the traditional rules of morality are then reversed for these category of people because the homo saker, remember, cannot be persecuted when you kill them or destroy them. Even slaves in the classic uh, ancient world in Greece, uh, by killing slaves, there were certain consequences. Um, so then finally he says, you should feel less bad. I feel like John David Eber talking about uh, Giorgio Agamben again. Uh, you should feel less bad. I, I should do the David Eber to hand movement. So you should feel less bad that you do about pu putting down a rabid animal. In this case, that rab rabies virus and the host are separate entities. One was the victim of the other. Uh, a Yahtzee is the disease itself. So again, the, the justification for the social milieu is by the unpersoning on the deepest of level. Because remember, the paradox of the homo saker is the sacred man. That's a paradox. So the people that you hate the most, the people that you cannot be persecuted for killing are sacred because they prop up the notion of this. They prop up the whole edifice of the system itself. So that is why they are sacred because they are of a vital importance. And I think Arthur Chu is too much of a midwit to really realize this, but this is mm. like, sorry, I'm just going off right now. I'm giving a mini lecture. So please stop me. I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I wanted to get to metaphor. Oh, I got to send myself uh, the invite as well, but also metaphor, man, any comments, any metaphors about uh, what was uh, talked about? I don't know, man. I think we're past the point of metaphors. There's just like, <laughs> yeah. like over the past. This is the equivalent, by the way, of Stefan Molyneux's uh, The Time for Arguments is Past. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, in, in every sense of the word, I, j I just feel drained by all the events. You have every single thing that people on the right were fighting for for like the last four years, and they're all just simultaneously being sold out by the same people that were uh, that made the movement what it was. Um, I mean, I, I just browsed the timeline for like five minutes and I saw people like Ted Cruz, I mean, Trump himself, even, you know, has backed out on his own people. When you guys were talking about earlier, he was like, we need to go do this. We need to go this. We need to take our country back. And then when someone actually does mostly nonviolently, I want to say, all of a sudden it's just, nope, we're going to throw him onto the fucking bus so that he doesn't get sent to Guantanamo or something. I really don't understand mm. You know, well, why they're all just so quick to do all this and, you know, it, it was nonviolently true. But one thing that I would say about the tactics and again, like uh, it's easy to talk about this stuff, you know, uh, once everything has already uh, passed. But tactic wise, I think it could have been done a lot better because, like I said in the previous stream, when you're presenting so many things for journalists to glob onto, if you were to, let's say, apply the same ideas as far as border control and you know anything else that you want to implement but wrap it up and disguise it in such a package that your people you know they'd at least see that you're addressing their problems but you wouldn't give as much ammunition to the other side to rally against you with then i think it may have worked out in a different way i don't think that's true um the the people who run the media they've been they love this shit. They literally salivate at the mouth waiting for people to do this sort of thing just so they can jump on it, claim it was a riot, claim these people were there to, you know, 
do some pretty drastic things that I probably can't say in a string of words on YouTube, <laughs> but they, they try and frame it as it's literally psychological warfare. They try and frame it as this, as this insurrection, as a sedition, as this treason. But did anyone really get the impression that they were going to do that, that they were going to go in there and like institute their own government and, you know, make sure no one ever returns to the capital? Yeah, no, the Viking no guy re re will return paganism to uh, the United set States. Up the autonomous zone in the capital. Exactly. No, no but they he, just he... stood there looking really confused once they got in. Mm. But it's see, it's not just that to me, because you're talking about the end point. I'm talking about not just the endpoint, but all the things that this endpoint is lying on top of. Like all the comments with, you remember like Trump, you know, like uh, doing like that hand thing. And I understand that that was taken out of context, but just like anything for them to grab onto and use against him, they did. My only point is why even use the word rapists when you're talking about anything, even if you're talking about like, uh, you know, people who are coming over the border who are, let's say, dangerous that kind of wordplay can be used against you. So my whole thing is, why do that? Why not figure out another way to lay out the same points? And I'm not talking about being like a fucking Ben Shapiro, you know, facts and logic. No, I'm talking about being just as suave and attractive to your base while at the same time not giving them so many things that Trump has given, you know, the journalists to go against him. And it was impossible. Yeah, he wouldn't have riled them up nearly as much if he didn't yeah. use the, the language that he did. And exactly. he, there would be no movement. Oh, <laughs> so you're, okay, okay. So you're saying that there would be no movement for the same reason for why the journalists reacted the way they did. And the I media guess was entirely complicit. Yeah, the media was entirely complicit uh, for what happened for Trump getting elected because they just gave him, they're like, oh, look, he said this stupid thing. Let's keep giving him attention, feeding him attention. That's the only reason why he uh, won the nomination over, what was it, 19 other people? In 2016, completely yeah. unprecedented. It was all because they paid attention to him. Interesting. So if there were to be somebody who would have come in there and talked about exactly the same things and also did it in a uh, funny way, but being a little bit more uh, choosier about the specific words that they used, what you're saying is that the media would have just ignored them like they ignored Ron Paul and nothing would have come of that. Because all the big media stuff you got was from huge, like what they would call gaffes, but were actually very precise, very calculated uh, verbal tactics. Well, no, that, yeah. is, that is an interesting point. I mean, I don't know if anybody would well, have a because, pushback to that. Well, it's, yeah, because, you know, because Trump largely was a, a creature of the spectacle in that he came from the, the Hollywood spectacle, but at the same time, uh, he, they re rejected him and so he knows their tactics. I think that's why they were terrified of him getting elected because he is, you know, a product of the Hollywood media machine, right? So. And let me send to myself, I forgot my, I am so sorry myself. I'm going to send it to you right now. And everybody who is watching this, don't forget to subscribe. Keep supporting this channel. Keep making great. No, I am not describing cuckservitism because cuckservitism would not focus on the same thing that Trump was focusing on, or at least, you know, claim to be the things that he wanted to uh, help uh, the country with. So again, if we're talking about the cuckservatives, like I think it could be just as, let's say, virulent, but just choosing the words differently. I don't know. Again, I'm not going to talk about this anymore because we don't really know what would have happened the other way because it didn't happen that way. But thinking into the future, I'm just thinking like if there are politicians who would come out who would have certain things to say about, 
Well, that's it, actually. Hold on a second. If there was somebody who would say things about the establishment, you know, how corrupt they are and all that stuff, then that would already be different than, um, you know, some conservative, wouldn't it? But you're saying then that the media, even then, would just ignore them. That would be the media strategy, would just ignore them, not give them the time of day. Even if they were like somebody like Trump, somebody who was well-known and rich, they would still ignore them. Like, well, he, I'm just trying got, to think if there's any other way here. He got so much attention because of specific things he said. There are like half a dozen, we're going to ban all the Muslims. They're, oh, the the Mexicans are rapists. These things, and they're going to pay is, for the wall. They're going to pay yeah, for like the that. wall. Um, some of these were like his position. Some of these were just kind of like, um, well, I remember he's like, I could go in the middle of uh, Fifth Avenue and yeah. shoot someone and you guys would still love me. And so there's stuff like that. Um, this is how he got media attention was like these specific, like, uh, you know, verbal bombs. And I'm going Douglas Adams style right now, or not Douglas Adams, whatever the uh, Dilbert guy is, Scott Adams. Scott Adams. Scott Adams. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, so, so, yeah. By the way, I'm still disappointed that this series only got two. The the animated series only got two seasons. That was the best. My that was my childhood yeah. right there. The Dilbert series. Um. Oh, we have a yeah. comment from Peter Faust. Fuentes too short. Well, I have an idea there. Fuentes should pay somebody to have Fuentes go on his shoulders or her yeah. shoulders, and then they put on an overcoat, and that's who's gonna run. And you it know? was oh boy. yeah. It was important <laughs> also that Trump ran for president. If someone were doing this as governor or a local election city or senator, this wouldn't have worked. He had to be, it had to be, he was saying these things. It had to be against Hillary Clinton. This was very, very important. And it had to be, um, he had to be doing it as president on the global stage. It was a very narrow path, but somehow, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still going to lean on the uh, old, uh, the devil is in the details type of things where, like, I don't know, maybe you could say exactly the same thing, exactly the same things about, you know, the things with immigrants also make it spicy, also make it something that the media would have to talk about, but at the same time, not make it something that would be able to be twisted by the media as being racist, bigoted, sexist, all that. You say that's impossible. I say maybe not. Maybe people didn't think out a good way to uh, do that yet. And maybe looking at the stumbles and fumbles of uh, Trump's presidency, new people who could come in there who may want to actually change things for the better, they could come in there and they could do something like that. The entire thing about that, though, is like the whole... They're trying to frame this this uh, peaceful transition of power into a return to normalcy, but they don't yeah. mean return to normalcy as yeah. in we're going to stop bombing foreign countries or trying to destabilize governments. They don't give a shit about that. None of that matters. What really matters is the media isn't going to be going around talking about how Joe Biden has dementia because he's holding a glass of fucking water with two hands. They're not going to be doing that to him. The, the like the whole return to normalcy is just. Uh, ending the the constant stream of uh, hate towards Trump, they're not going to do that to Biden. That's that's the whole normalcy. I can imagine there being a press conference with Biden where he says, "You know what? We're not going to return to normalcy. We're going to return to monkey," and he's going to put on the monkey suit and the entire World team War is going to fought with sticks and stones and other words. <laughs> exactly. And they're going to have like these heart shaped butts, and they're just going to you know jiggle it around, and that's when we know the simulation's over. You know, that's when we can get our consolation prize. And, I, uh, I would. Yeah. Yes. 
I would describe it as the return to normalcy is a return to the entropy of the preceding decade, or rather it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the continuance of this, this entropy without any opposition, but as, but it's aesthetically appealing to the Burge, to the, um, to the PMC, the professional managerial class base of the, of, of, of the Democrat party. So um, it's purely aesthetic yeah, because it's... there's, there's no doubt, of course, that uh, Biden, just as Trump continued many of the policies vir virtually unchanged of his predecessors, Biden will likewise do so. Well, well that, that's a good thing to actually policies, talk about. Yes. What is the difference policy-wise between the Bi uh, between the Trump administration and the Obama administration? I know some people were talking last time about DACA that uh, Obama was uh, trying to get that through, but uh, when it comes to what the hell do you do in the situation where you have all of these illegal immigrants in the states and their children who have already lived there for an incredibly long amount of time, like? what is the best out of the worst choices here to make sure that there is stability? And like, you know, you can't just like find everybody, take them who don't even live in and never lived in any other country, you know, and just ship them out. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's a very strange situation. So I'm not going to put blame on anybody for, you know, trying to figure out what to do here that other people would find fault with that would not result in violence because i am not for violence by any means and when it comes to daca that just seems like one possible solution that would have worked here because i know like people talk about that as a response to uh obama you know having um this policy of actually deporting a lot of illegal migrants that they find now some people say they come back again but I'm not really sure. So, guys, please refresh my memory here. What exactly transpired there? So, if it's possible, let that be the first question. And then I want to find out from everybody what do you think is the difference? Or rather, like, how many how many uh, policies are different and how many were the same in terms of Obama and Trump? But let's start with the immigration thing first. Because that I've been scratching my head over that for a long time. I don't have all my facts in order. So with DACA and also with the deportations that Obama did, does anybody here, uh, would anybody here like to pick that up first? Uh, well, oh. everyone should be forced to duel. Uh, so if we like basically force everyone in the population to duel each other and fight, so this is violence against each other. I know it's not you don't like violence, I like that. but some I like form that of idea. some form of dueling. Where Trial by combat like, will be right. <laughs> exactly, something like that, or some form of like fitness-based test. Well, before before we return to the Bronze Age, does anybody else have any yeah, anyway. fact, facts? Fellas, I got a skedaddle. I'm on my way Luke, out. Luke, so. thank you so much oh, for coming in. Appreciate you, you. Thanks for the invite, man. Y'all have a good chat. Yeah. Uh, have a good time, man. Take care. Later, bud. S so, I don't know, Metaphor Man or Philip or Geo or uh, the Lioness, the Sleepy Lioness. Can anybody here help me out here and refresh my memory on what were the realities going on during the Obama administration regarding migration? Because people were talking about, well, well, he was actually building a wall, but he wasn't talking about it to every Tom, Dick, and Harry. So, it was actually something that ended up getting done. And now you have somebody like Trump who comes in here and he's like fucking honest. This fucking honesty gets all the press to start uh, talking about this wall, and all of a sudden, everybody's, like, against this wall. Well, if Obama was building some kind of wall back then, 
that people were, uh, you know, not even caring about. Isn't that the better way of doing this as opposed to being so brutally, you know, so honest, so forthright, and this is what I'm going to do? I don't know. Like, I know this is kind of a cynical way of looking at life, but again, it really depends on the extent of what Obama did. Did he do a wall? Did he... Um, make a kind of policy regarding migration that, uh, you know, got a lot of people deported uh, who were here illegally. Like, what's up? Can anybody help me out here? Well, yes. Good, Joe. No, no. Metaphor, man, you go first. So, um, I mean, everyone on the left was pro-immigration for the longest time. You can go back and find interviews of people like Hillary Clinton, Obama, even Biden himself. They were all pro-immigration. They were all pro-border, you know, keeping illegals out and whatnot. Um, and when Trump came out uh, in support of it, saying that, you know, we need a wall, we need better, we need more ICE agents, we need more deportions and, or de yeah, whatever. Um, then all of a sudden it was framed as this violently racist uh, tendency. And, you know, we need to stop doing that immediately. And then all of a sudden everyone goes 180 and says, oh, look at Trump and having all these internment camps. But they were all built under Obama and they've been used for years. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think people realize that. I think, by the way, I wanted to alert everybody. There is a purge going on on Twitter right now. They've gotten rid. This is fucking terrifying. Got their second city bureaucrat. Well, they clipped him. Yeah. Oh no. This is literally light or uh, night of the long knives. Also, uh, also, also, also Ma Teresa. They got they got rid of her again. Well, that was and, uh, that's a given though. That's and and I think I think Indian Bronson is gone too. They got Indian Bronson. Yeah, but they I think look Glenn at Nathan still up. Yeah, they got General Flynn. They got Sidney Powell, basically Trump administration people. They got another big uh, MAGA account, Code Monkey. They got they got Ben Garrison. Ben Garrison, Gur Graphics. <laughs> Rest in peace, oh, Ben Garrison. Rest in peace, Ben Garrison. Oh, shit. I almost choked on my rib from that. I know. <laughs> oh, Holy shit. Ben Garrison. I thought Ben Garrison stopped making stuff. He's like a myth to me. He's like, I don't know. He's just a, like myth in the ether. He doesn't really exist. He's like, it's something you've got okay, there, there's to like, make them funny. There is an ethereal well, Ben you Garrison. Think, you can thank the, 4chan for that. But, yeah, yeah, well, there's the, the ethereal Ben Garrison is different from the real Ben Garrison. The ethereal Ben Garrison is the most racist, anti-Semitic entity to ever exist. God. I can't yeah. believe it. Uh, by the way, someone is saying in the chat about um i'm not again i don't want to name his name uh saying he said that think th you changed the world you made it worse uh what what how how much things have changed in four years what happened to uh completing the system if uh completing the system and i'm not gonna mention that sorry that's just drama don't worry about it um so what i was going to say i i was going to uh, lead off with um philip's point brilliant point about uh, the aesthetics of the uh, see I think the, the the real period that they want and I mentioned this about 20 the summer of 2013 they want to go back their normal is the sort of rest period declining years of the Obama administration where the dream of the post-war uh neoliberal consensus is realized nothing changes except for an intensification of the social consensus and the the picture of the you know i saw someone on the 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 tweet that said you know how things have changed in five years and someone responded with uh, obama 
White House being lit up with the the LGBT rainbow, and now it's like the the White House. Sorry, the the Capitol building, and now the Capitol building's under siege by the the Magatards. And <laughs> it's just I I you know that is their romanticism. That is what they want to return to. And but I feel that they're you know post Cold War uh, liberal uh, Fukuyama consensus. I feel truly now is a thing of the past because this isn't going to go away. They will try to memory hole. Uh, I, I truly think the tactic will be them trying to memory hole the Trump presidency rather than maybe strategically bringing it out to demonize him the way that they did, for example, with, uh, you know, Columbine for many years after 1999. So if they wanted to, I don't know, they wanted to get rid of, uh, you know, with gun control or Marilyn Manson, depending on what they wanted, they strategically brought out like uh, Columbine and other events such as that. Uh, I feel that they want to memory hole this, but it's not going to happen because he, an ergregoric uh, upsurge at eldritch uh, power mediated through politics has been unleashed. And uh, the it's just a matter of more smarter people getting involved in these things and actually carrying an anti um, an anti blue empire globalist uh, agenda. But I think things are going to get worse before it gets better. I think we're going to have to rely on um, more personal communication channels. And now that there's a band wave happening, I, I kind of knew that they were going to clip uh, the bureaucrat. He's been a craw on their side forever. Frankly, I'm shocked that certain people are still around. But I feel that when Trump gets out of office, uh, there's going to be definitely a lot of bigger people that they're going to clip. Maybe they'll clip Trump for good, too. I mean, Zuckerberg already said that, you know, in order to ensure the safety of democracy, that they're going to ban him till his term is up. I mean, imagine that a corporation having more power than we said this last stream, corporations having more power than a sitting presidents. I mean, it's just uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm shocked. I, I don't know what to say. I, I'm, I don't want a black pill, obviously. But, uh, you know, hopefully these people will come back with VPNs and all that stuff. So, <laughs> you know, in a, in a way, this massive corporate power isn't exactly unprecedented. It's, it's a return to the days of the East India Company mm -hmm. the, um, yeah. and, and these uh, and these other and these other overseas mercantile trading companies. Uh, the um, the the Banana Republic joke that happened. Dutch one. Uh, <laughs> the Dutch East India Company. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The banana, the, the Chiquita, the, the Chiquita count got banned. Not the real one, the guy pretending to be Chiquita. Mm -hmm. And he made a joke about the banana republics, if you know the history. Uh, Smedley Butler, the general from World War One, had a book about how they would, uh, if, if the locals, they didn't want the, the United Fruit Company as a They would massacre them. Yeah, basically, yeah, and they would send in the Marines, and they massacred. Oh, yeah. Someone's mentioning that fucking today. Jesus Christ, the Banana Republic thing. Weird. Yeah, yeah, and they massacred, I believe, um, a million or so Filipino soldiers or something like that. What the fuck? Just for some bananas? Fucking out. They're not that expensive. Come on, Lance. Oh, but back in the day, they were almost like a delicacy, and they were like, like they were basically like diamonds or, uh, uh, yeah, like fruit a, was pineapples. a big deal. Pineapples was a big deal back in the day. Well, apparently, that, like in Japan, Spongebob, they have the Spongebob's melons. ancestor had to spend a lot of money to get that house. By well, the way, that, the, that's like in that, Japan, the, the, the melons, they have oh. the melon markets. They're like hundreds of dollars in yen. Yeah. yeah. Imagine if there was... Okay, I'm like, okay. Um, I'm Okay, when it comes to Japan, they had a Trump rally, didn't they? A very small one, but... Uh, mm. like Yes, I saw footage of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, think I don't know. I just... kind... Politics is one of these things. Like, why do I, I? I'm genuinely interested. Why do people like put so much like thought into politics? Like, I genuinely don't understand. I'm not even trying to be rude. It's like I don't understand because for me, well, like it doesn't. Really there's get several like, theories. It's it's yeah. um it's it's an ersatz replacement for religion in in yeah. a world in which religion has been completely. De- it's been it's been it's been de- it's been denuded. I'm sorry about the stamina. It's been up. It's been uprooted from our lives. So uh, there have yeah, been. Surely, trying to find religion is a much more worthy goal than trying to like get hope from a government that fucking hates you. All governments mm. don't like you. You're a fucking statistic to them. Doesn't matter what thing you are. You're a fucking hey. statistic to them. I, I, I hate not to so much government is ideology. I hate wait, to wait. interrupt you guys. Uh, the fucking president just got suspended off of Twitter. Whoa. What? Real Donald Trump is... I'm looking at it right fucking now. Sheesh. Check it. Oh, no, no. Oh, let me... After close review of recent tweets from Real Donald Trump in the context around that, we have permanently suspended the account... Don't use Twitter. What the fuck? <sighs> Man. So I'm, what I can't, I can't believe I'm I can't believe it. I so can't what get Trump to do gaming live streams now? Are we one step closer. What do you to expect? That I mean, of course that's what's going to happen. Like he's weakest now. People jump on you when you're weakest. Twitter's like gonna, that is Twitter's going to explode. Right tear now. you down. Like people tear you down when you look weak. Weakness is provocative. Like that's that's just natural order. Right, like people don't even even realize they do it. Like people that like you will do it. Like and imagine people that have been stressed about Trump for the last four years. Like they don't even like him. So well, they're already cheering in the replies. They are uh, exuberant with all of their sassy Hollywood mm. gifts and uh, black Twitter gifts. So, but, uh, but they... what was what was the justification exactly? Like what were Harm. what was well, the wording? They don't really need the it. Wording the wording of the tweets. Let me, it's right we here. don't like you. Get off our platform. After, no, they, close they review, <laughs> after close review of recent tweets, real Donald Trump account and context around mm-hmm. them, we have permanently suspended the account due to risk of further incitement of violence. Wow. But why not publicly share the, like, not on the front page, but just have a page where you can go to where they could explain? You know, these yeah, are they the do, tweets. Yeah, they do. Let me read a little bit of it. Uh, in the context of horrific events this week, we made clear on Wednesday that the additional violations of the Twitter rules would potentially result in very coarse of action. Our public interest framework exists to enable the public to hear from elected officials and world leaders directly. It's built on principle that the people uh, have a right to hold account in the open. However, we made it clear that going back years that these accounts are not above our rules entirely. Uh, I can't, I'm actually stunned a sitting president being banned off of social media and Facebook of course is going to follow and I feel that uh, the ma- mention of his supporters have a giant voice long into the future and that they will not be disrespected or treated unfairly in any way or form is being interpreted as further indication that president does not plan to facilitate. Oh, so you mean that you mean that t- Trump might get off his ass and use antitrust laws against you? That's it. They're trying to spin this that the supporters are going to, I don't know, target Twitter employees or something. Plans for future armed protests have already begun proliferating off Twitter on and off Twitter. Uh, the use of the word American patriots to describe some of his support is also being interpreted as support for those committing violence. Wow, this is stunning. This is like... Wow. Do they think this is going to work? I can't believe... This isn't going to work. Wow. Whatever their plan is, I don't. it's not going to work. So the Trump supporters, right, are just going to like 
They're just going to support him more now that he's banned off it. No, but they're trying to do this again. This is the plan. They're trying to say that the language itself, like make America great again, American Patriot, that in itself is now inciting violence. The mere presence of Trump and his supporters are inciting violence. That is what they're trying to do. This is like totally, we're living through history right now, I feel, in that it is just, um, I, I can't, I literally can't believe that they're doing this. And well, well, uh, Gio, I don't know Gio, why so- Trump, again, this is the toothless uh, reply uh, response by the normie conservatives. I don't know why they did not have a chance. They, they didn't uh, go after them with antitrust laws, all of these big tech companies. It's, it's just to me, sorry, I, I have no words. I'm, I'm not going to. Sovereign is he who decides the exception. Yes, ex- exactly. Exactly. Yes, the wait, sovereign wait, you, that decides the exception. <laughs> but wait, Gio, yes. Gio, could you could you say again the specific lines that they said, which yes. would infer that the um, that saying you know make America great again or saying any of these things would be you know some kind of political incitement. Yeah, this was, determ- this determination is based on a number of factors. President Trump's statement that he will not be attending the inauguration is being received by a number of his supporters as further confirmation that election was not legitimate. And is so again, even just questioning the legitimacy, um, it's that wow, that's uh, wow, this is yeah, yeah, like I, sorry, sorry, no, you go. Okay, it sounds like we're getting one step closer to like saying we live in a society is like hate speech. That's what the mention of his supporters having a giant apex is. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Apex. Yeah. You know, if you if you say clown world, you just like a black SUV shows up and you never get seen again. <laughs> no, like literally, I I leave for thirty minutes to help my sister cook dinner. Thirty minutes, and I come back, and the president is suspended off Twitter. Like, yeah. what? What is going on? Wow. What is going on? This silver lining could be that, like, Twitter could be kind of ruining their longevity in terms of as a platform if they i don't know i'm not sure if if you have facebook and all this big tech with google twitter instagram if you have all these coordinated moves to censor people at some point what's stopping elon musk from creating his own smartphone like everybody uses apple phones and google phones where's the high trust like paranoid security phone the right? only because we're, we're the all only way tracked. that appears though the only way i mean one of the benefits though is that as arm appears to be jumping back into the into the mainstream kind of displacing intel and amd for processors you're, you may start seeing some smaller producers but the problem is it's so capital intensive that the startup costs are huge. Um, yeah, you need someone, Elon Musk. Just because there's possibilities doesn't mean there's endless. Well, there can technically be endless possibilities, but you have to work be within the reality yeah. you live in, right? Like we don't yeah. live in some parallel universe. So Elon Musk conceivable. I could totally see Elon Musk making his own like paranoid phone like you could call it the paranoia phone and it's like the whole point of it is it's not an apple phone it's not a google phone this thing will not be tracking you you can have apps on it and this and that but it'll have a higher standard for um 
data data mining because I think people are going to start thinking, wait a second, these big tech overlords really are like sharing all the same talking points. They're we're tipping towards looking more and more like China. So how are people going to respond? They're going to jailbreak really their Samsung phones. That's what's going to happen. They're going to jailbreak their phones. I don't think Elon Musk is going to create a... A big phone. Yeah, but even jailbreak your phone, these people aren't going to be high-skilled enough. You're going to think you've jailbroken your phone and... Yeah, I'm just saying I don't think... I don't think Elon Musk... I I just don't think Elon Musk is going to create a paranoia phone. I think there's going to be a lot of, like, apps created and then it's not really going to be secure. And what happens when Apple and Google do what they did to Parler and they start banning it unless you do censorship? And what happens when Verizon and Sprint decide you're not allowed to use the paranoia phone on our 5G network? Like, I think what I... You got to start, like, at a more foundational level than user experience, like mesh networks and community broadband. That's totally true. You're 100% right. So there's... The cryptocurrency is there. Um... The, it's not so much that Bitcoin is rising as much as I think the dollar is collapsing in value. So if you have a currency that China hasn't even been able to stomp out, that speaks very well about its potential to survive long into the future, despite very organized, powerful um, antagonists. But then what are going to be the other things built on top of that kind of economy and ecosystem? Because the facial recognition is everywhere. People aren't quite mentally ready to think in terms of they're always being surveilled. There's a, so Kantbot and Yuval Noah Harari recommended this book, The Three-Body Problem. And I'm very against spoilers, but there is a point in the book without revealing anything where people come to terms with the fact that they're always under surveillance. Like we're talking, mm-hmm. like we're talking, we're talking like real surveillance. Like basically every little thing you do, like you pick your nose, you put your finger in your butt, like you fucking like put your foot in your mouth, like literally like all that stuff is seen like through the walls, through everything, 24 seven recorded, you have no privacy. It takes like 10 years probably to like really do that kind of thought experiment. I think when you really think in terms of you are always under surveillance. Now, how do you play ball and organize? How do you play ball and organize so that like you don't live in that kind of world where only some people have that kind of power right you don't want like well, an that's Ozymandias. the point the guard doesn't have to be there per se but moss you had a point and i know oh. you, yeah yeah actually um... don't talk you're a woman don't talk no i'm not fucking kidding <laughs> shut up Gio. how dare you Gio wants a sandwich <laughs> i'll make you one after i finish talking no moss so... are you married you're married by the way yes i am <laughs> oh i don't i'm not, i didn't mean to dox you i'm sorry but yeah, it's okay it's okay no, no you're, not. You, yeah, you're not yeah so it's... it's okay um the, the why aren't you making your husband a sandwich right now by the way? i did already okay there okay so that buys you about maybe another hour then just give me like 0. 0.5 seconds before i go make more food for the men around me okay do you understand 
<laughs> I value your contribution. Thank yeah, so you. Yeah, so you, you had a point. Um, yeah, but Jules had a good point. It is the Panopticon. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so I think that the scariest part about it is that, you know, when things are done against the people you dislike and they are censored and they're killed, it's like celebratory. It's like, oh man, yeah, fuck these people. I don't want mm-hmm. them to talk. I don't want to hear what they have to say. But what people on the left or even just people who hate Donald Trump in general are not understanding is that allowing this and celebrating it, it it's it's opening up the floodgates for it to happen to all of us, all of them. Mm-hmm. And like, they're not getting it. It's just, you look at, you know, you see the, the woman who, you know, she died for what she believed in, whether you agree with her or not, but you are now celebrating her death and saying, well, if you're going against the government, they can kill you. As long as I'm against what you believe in, that's okay. And then, you know, censoring um, and suspending Donald Trump on Twitter, it's like, well, I fucking hate Donald Trump. Good. I'm glad he suspended off Twitter. And you're celebrating it, but you are allowing them to now do this to anyone. So, because they're doing it to someone you hate and dislike, and yeah. you're not thinking of the big picture. I will now go tend to the men of my country. Goodbye. It, it bothered <laughs> me. I was listening to Ali Alexander again, who I think Ali Alexander was a hero like I was watching him with stop the steal and I don't know really anyone else that put it all on the field put it all on the line like him like he put all his money where his mouth is he really did a lot organizing that like Trump had him front stage like because it was that real and you know I think Ali's a legend but it 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 makes me uh, discouraged to hear him think that Trump's major error was not battling uh, the big tech censorship, not trying to break them up in terms of monopolies and not trying to either make some kind of internet amendment or Ali wanted Trump to basically try to regulate these companies instead of like going for their real Achilles heel, which is, as I've been saying since the beginning of BTR, and I'm talking about before our like 300 subscriber to now landmark when it was just me and Lev, we need an economic amendment to the constitution. And what that would do is it would handicap government. It would no longer be able to be an active participant in the market. It could only be a referee, right? And then it would be easier for competitors to displace things like Twitter. But the problem is the way it keeps going. It's very imperceptible because there's just so much of it. But you have these regulations that'll say, okay, if you break this law, it's a $40,000 fine. Well, for Google, that's just an expense. Like, that's great for Google, right? Like, load them up, load up the $40,000 fines. Like, we could do that all day. But you know who can't pay a $40,000 fine? Me and Lev. Me and Lev cannot pay a $40,000 fine. So if you want to handicap Google you don't create these regulations with punishments. You, you take the punishments away. So it equalizes Google to people like me and Lev. But if you're not thinking that way, then you're just going to keep playing into their hands until it's too late. 
I couldn't agree yeah. more. The only problem is how we go about making that happen. Cause... By the way, we have Pill yeah. Eater on, good friend of the show. Yes, Pill Eater. How are you? Hi, guys. Good to be on. Um, so what do, you, what do you think about this uh, historic uh, occasion today, Trump uh, getting kicked off Twitter? Uh, well, the funny part is I was just checking my Twitter, but all the hot girls are saying how um, he got off. And that's unfortunate because I wish they would say, like, no, come back. But instead, they're all celebrating. He's uh, going off. So that's sad. But I was actually trying to find the New York Times tweet about the unfortunate uh women's books that was trashed when the capital was uh, destroyed the other day ago mm. there were women's books that were unfortunately tossed to the side which i think is the most dramatic thing that happened at the uh, capital yesterday this is the longest silence we yeah, no, had didn't, in the history of wait, no didn't geo have a whole thing on that i remember seeing your, your thread on that geo yeah. where you were like the books are somehow more important than a woman's life there weren't even and, books in there they used yeah. to have the books yeah <laughs> and, 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 and going off yeah the symbolic of the, exchange oh, is more important than the real in the liberal world what yeah. chong that should be a band yeah. that should be like a mashuga like a like a Mashuga. I was just trying to confirm if that was a real thing. I just it saw that was a real thing. Okay, so yeah. there, time there, to actually you can probably you can probably find if you go through Geo's feed, you can probably find his quote tweet of it. Yeah, it's yeah. The, it's from the movie Bob. Uh, movie I was going to retweet. Oh, yeah, that's why that's why it was Gio such was an unlocked. important and uh, progressive tweet. So it's, I, it's, yeah. it definitely was a real thing. It definitely happened. Um, yeah, I think. Listen, I, I watched that yesterday. That was rather uh, at first. Um, watching, I'm just going to give a little bit of my, my thoughts on the play-by-play of that shit as it happened. So, you know, I watch these people storm sort of the stairs, right? And a lot of the commentary right now is how could these people have been allowed to storm the stairs? First of all, they look like they were like 15 cops, okay? 15 cops are never going to stop hundreds of people. It's just not going to happen. Um, second of all, it seemed like a, a large portion of the crowd were just like random boomers who like <laughs> didn't understand like really what was going on. Like if you if you watch the footage, there's people walking into the building, right? That, that it's just been broken into, and they they seem to understand what they're doing to a degree. But it's like they're not realizing that they're committing like a felony, right? Like they're not they're not realizing that they're going into a federal building as like vandals. Like they they don't understand this. You have the people who went into the Senate uh, House, which was kind of excellent. Some some rather historic photos of people sit, like the, of just random citizens sitting in like the most the most sacred cow uh, seats and chairs in in, in, in the American uh, pantomime. Um, but uh, the the footage of the girl getting shot, and uh, I heard there were like three other people who were you know. Trump people who, who were killed and there was a cop who was killed. So like five people in total. And um, yeah, the footage of the woman being shot was, I don't know, man, that, that shit made my blood boil pretty hard. Uh, one, because fuck police shooting people. Um, but also the behavior of everyone around them. Uh, listen, I understand um, that nobody wants a gun to go off near them, but you're breaking into Capitol Hill. Do you think that people aren't potentially going to shoot you? That woman seemed to be pretty aware that people were going to shoot her. Like, it's not like she was climbing into that window and didn't see all the people pointing guns at her. 
and telling her they were going to shoot her. And she did it anyway. But a lot of those dudes, man, as soon as she got hit, they just scattered like roaches. And that was the worst part for me to see was the fact that the person with the most um, conviction seemingly was uh, a woman. And uh, not that women can't have conviction, but it, you know, optics has been brought up quite a bit in the last few weeks and uh, that was some pretty mm-hmm. fucking horrific horrific optics well, a, a lot of women have uh, more balls it's, today it's, than men so it makes sense to me yeah that's clear men, men have been yeah, trained yeah, no, I, to be I a lot it, more it, uh... yes i agree but it, it just it just man it just rubbed me the wrong way it was uh, it was really hard to watch but uh that whole thing was kind of just it, it just felt really glowy to me there's something weird about that whole situation like what did they think was going to happen? Did they think that they were going to break into the building and like Q was going to d- descend from the ceiling and be like, all right, <laughs> Patriots, you've done it. You've achieved the goal. He's going to sit behind now the you... president's desk. It's going to be Q. That was, that was like, Q is actually George Washington and uh, Jesus Christ. They had a love child yeah, and exactly. it was Q. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah that was like that, that, that Paul, all three of them, that, that all Paul three of them were going to from... holding hands, come together and, and, and show the boomers. You've done it. Mount Rushmore you, 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 was going to come to life. Yeah, you, you've you've lived up to the greatest generation. You saved America. You did it, and it's like that. None of that. What the what the fuck did those people think was going to happen? Like, also, just to, as an aside, the fact that we saw grifters that we've been seeing for yes. how many years involved yes. in this in that room. In Pelosi's office, and knowing that they're going to be arrested federally. Oh, they're fucked. Yeah, really? they're done. Yeah, they're I so like, dude. They're uh, so fucked. It's so bad. Well, 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 Jules, <laughs> like, are you? But Moss was just. Uh, oh, sorry. I just wanted to mention. Well, uh, let, me, Ju- let me just oh, wait. Sh- go for okay, it. Okay. Go for okay. Uh, Moss was saying the whole. You know, it will be wielded against everybody, right? We understand that. Um, uh, there is a bit of cut and throat at watching people that I dislike go through bad things but at the same time uh none of this is going to help us this is just this is this was a a abject disaster in almost every way i understand i feel uh that it's it's good that there's people like bap that are trying to have sort of like a uh a, a, a silver linings in this but that was so design and especially and i'm not I, i'm i'm gonna keep it at the end brief here the last thing is is the fact that that People like Giuliani and Trump were, were egging these people on, telling them that they were going to be a part of it, telling them they're going to be with them. And these dudes just just don't show. Like, what is that? Are you kidding me? Man. Uh, Never so, trust a politician. But yeah, is it, this it, like it, another Seville, you'd think? Is that the speculation? Oh, this is worse. This is worse. Yeah. This is worse by far. The, the, you the, you the know why it's worse? Domestic what? terrorist, domestic terrorist, domestic terrorist, domestic terrorist. And that will be the. Uh, uh, moniker that they apply to any and all of us. What's well, worse because like it affects more like as one point per I forget I have to look it up but someone responded to me um, with a great insight that it, because more people are affected like now it's like n- like middle of the like like uh, middle America like white like a blue collar like conservative types that are caught up in this because it was very easy to like look at Charlottesville and look at like oh they're just like wig wig not white supremacists and it's like you know it's very easy to like look at them and like skinner box them I, I, but I'd here actually, it's like I agree with that yeah. yeah i'd agree with that i think this is a, a a radicalizing moment for many 
Uh, they're going to realize that that could have been any of them. They're going to realize that that old grandmas are going to get fucking black bagged. Like there were literally grandmas at this route yeah. at this protest. Yeah, yeah. one of the but things that's, that's pretty that much more more than half the entire country. No, but that's, one of the yeah, things exactly. I was talking to uh, to Parallax Optics about was that the impact of these kinds of events are non-linear in the sense that at a certain point, as you start othering, like you can't, you can make a uh, hundred homo satures. I can't pronounce anything, but you can't make 75 million of them. Like at a certain point, you just create a second society and they go, well, fuck you too. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, so they, they on the one hand, I agree that, that what happened was not not necessarily a win i i i fear that on on one hand the right handed the left a shotgun and the the left may end up blowing off its own leg with the shotgun blast amazing but that's an optimistic take it is optimistic well it's true that there are plenty of factions on on the left that will certainly be targeted by a emboldened surveillance state and um by uh, an emboldened stance against any and all dissent to the American Imperial Project and the Woke Project, which are, of course, extremely intertwined. For, for instance, the TERFs uh, will, will, will be targeted. The critics of American imperialism will be targeted. The Bernie Bros, many of them will certainly find themselves targets now to a, to a greater extent. Any faction that is critical of the establishment in a way which is not which, which is not approved of. There are certain forms of critique that have been subsumed within the establishment and the expression of such critique is actually a mark of integration within the establishment. For instance, um, certain movements that purport to be critical of uh, of, of our institutions and purport to claim that our institutions are indelibly evil. You know, these, um, these movements being, um, being sponsored by corporations and all, but, uh, and being deeply embedded within the corporate structure, within the government structure, mm -hmm. et cetera. But in any form of, of, of legitimate dissent, of course, the right, of course, the uh, right, the, um, right liberals really uh, will, will, will be the foremost target, but certainly in, in the coming years there will be crackdowns on, uh, and, and you already see leftists fearing, expressing their fear that, that this will occur. You see leftists complaining about this on Twitter. They, they know in their bones and I think, and, and I think that they are right that, uh, that Marxist Leninists will be targets, and uh, yeah, but they're all fifteen. So, <laughs> well, well, that's a great. They're point. not all fifteen. No, um, it's, it's a great point. I'll tell you why. My good, like an extremist, to use the FBI's term. My my good good friend Ronald McFucking Town. I know him for a lot of years now. He on Twitter, he uh, I retweeted it. He said um, how 
you notice how on BreadTube in particular, the biggest people like Fauch, they're changing their tune to support liberal democracy and they are de they're de-escalating their rhetoric because they know that they want longevity after the Biden neoliberal regime if they have their own Gamergate moment. And so mm -hmm. they're very deftly afraid that their tanky pass. And I know Vouchy likes to play this little game. I'm not a tanky, I'm not a tanky, I'm not a tanky. But I mean, come on, like... So he uh, notice how when he uh, quoted our good friend, um, our good friend Vile and his live stream, I had to watch this whole fucking thing just to get the, the, the timestamp. Um, how much Vile did you force yourself to watch? Gio? Yeah, it's torturous. terrible. And, but how he sounds, and, oh, I had to like, I had to skip through it, but it's, he sounds, he's starting to sound like a basic bitch liberal because he has to, he like you said they feel in their bones that they're going to be targeted as well if they step over the line so who knows what's going to happen uh notice how bread tube a lot of them don't even talk about Paul like they do talk about politics but they, they just talk about their own vanities well. they're all physically unfit a lot of bread tube well yeah but they they i mean i'm just but yeah entrepreneur vile he he uh recently was uh, highlighted in a vouch stream but notice how they're starting to talk more about themselves. They're starting to act more like theater kid-esque. They're not really mm -hmm. talking about high theory anymore because it's basically just like a, a, a theater show now. But, and this is for strategic reasons. So uh, I don't know. Now that all of the, uh, the right-wing uh, YouTube grifters are gone or in the process of being destroyed... Uh, including the boy King, because he was shown in Capitol Hill. Uh, I think that, you know, it's going to be uh, quite wild and there's going to be a huge vacuum uh, left. And hopefully people that we know uh, before we all get banned uh, is <laughs> going to fill that vacuum. Uh, I don't know. It's it's. Well, I'm going to make sure times. as much as possible that not only do we not get banned, but that we can actually open up a venue for there to be a communication and a contact with people who are from the uh, establishment or whatever the hell you want to call it, mm. and a lot of the people who talk about the problems that they're seeing, just like what you're talking about right now. Like, would you be able to talk about this kind of stuff with somebody from an estab uh, establishment organization and for them to look at you with a straight face and tell you that, no, this is okay, this is not a problem, um, you know, like, uh, that yes, anybody who says, you know, uh, make America great again, you know, should be imprisoned. You know, they can't say that with a fucking straight face at least not the people that we have on because the people that we have on like they um you know we they, won't allow them to they're good they're they have a good way of thinking about life and they're pragmatic and i think that um they're not going to go down this ridiculous loopy rabbit hole of believing that anybody who's a trump supporter is now a terrorist that is absolutely ridiculous and i think that our stream would be able to be the echo chamber breaker different from any party they would happen to attend where all of a sudden everybody would start saying like yes we should arrest all these trump supporters like that mass hypnosis if that happens this is going to be the antidote to that and uh without further ado we've got tom barry over here so tom he has been a guest on btr before and he is back and i am so happy Hello? to have tom barry back with us tom how Dude, are you buddy i'm doing excellent lev it's so good to see you Gio. it's good to see you too hey how's it going doing great and everybody for the sake of tom barry please subscribe right now it is a great honor to have him here and it's a great honor to have all of you here this is a very historic moment i mean it's so weird to say that because a twitter account has been banned it's a historic moment but in a way it kind of fucking is like tom tom just uh yeah you have the floor 
What do you think? Um, in terms of what's happening right now in the country, um, I, I'm deeply concerned. Um, for any of you guys in the room that, that don't know me, I'm, I I'm someone that I would formally almost describe as, as a leftist, but right now the left is dead in this country, as I'm sure every one of you know. Um, I was a Tulsi Gabbard um, style leftist. Uh, after the Bernie campaign of this last year and watching what the squad has done and watching what the, the corporate Democratic Party has become, I am what I would call politically homeless now. What's happening in D.C., what's happening with these tech companies is absolutely horrifying because we're in this kind of existential crisis right now, I think, where... You have the deep state, you have the military industrial complex, you have the generals, you have the media and the intelligence agencies and the Democratic Party coming together to really strike the final blow to our democracy. There is a, there's a big problem on the left right now where the left has been talking about election fraud since 2015, since Bernie got cheated in the primary. And here we are five, six years later, and there is clear election fraud, not only in the primary, but in the general election. And the left has completely abdicated and shifted to this totalitarian stance where there is clear evidence of election fraud across a number of states with the voting machines and because it well, is sorry, sorry to go cut ahead. you off yeah, sorry please, to cut you off. I, I think maybe just for preservation of the channel maybe uh yeah don't say the gotta, f word uh, <laughs> yeah we got we got to be YouTube, careful when we talk about that. Of them is irregularities <laughs> Irregular, there you go. That's a better... you really not say fraud on you. Oh, yeah, because there was some new thing where it's like YouTube, we cannot say there's election fraud, but you can say yeah, they'll, the, they'll, they'll the other way around. Yeah. you can say it the yeah. other way around. Like you could say, I don't know, Trump yeah. bad, but yeah, I, I, I have a YouTube weird. channel as well, too. And where most of my channel has been about elections and the election system that's what half my videos mostly cover and we're now in a position where we can't say words and we can't talk about a large number of things this is only getting worse um i'm sure you guys have talked about it already but it i mean donald trump just got censored off of twitter off of facebook off all social media and this is the president of the united states whether you like him or not this is the president of the united states being censored off of the entire social media platform and no one's being allowed to hear what the president has to say. Um, I can't believe it. Yeah, it's wow. <laughs> and this is coming, this stuff. is coming from a leftist right now too. It, it, it's a, um, it's a scary time that we're at. I, I felt this almost danger for the last six months for, for sticking your head up. But there, it seems like there's this thing happening where if you don't have a red or a blue hat on right now, you are a major target and it's only a couple moves to, to take pretty much anyone off the board. It doesn't matter how big you are. It doesn't matter how big your platform is or who you're reaching. Anyone in this environment, I think, can be completely removed off the playing board within just two moves. And we've allowed the tech companies to consolidate all this control. You've got leftists in the Democratic Party cheering on authoritarianism, stripping congressmen of their, of their congressional seat, of censoring across social media, across the news, across every platform. And I, I honestly cheered and was jealous when I saw 
the Trump supporters protesting inside the Capitol because I wish the left had enough balls to ever do anything like that. I mean, the, the left is well, well, the left always the gets 1970s mm-hmm. to find anything mm-hmm. like that. Well, yes. the left always gets uh, tricked by the establishment, but even in the 1970s, you know, like they were partly getting money from the USSR, so it was yes. not a uh, grassroots effort right. by uh, any any means. But I I think it's just like yeah, the 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 reality of this, uh, we're entering a period of history that is un, unprecedented. I feel, and it's just um, I you know the the thing is about uh, hmm, I, I don't even know what to say anymore. I, I, no, it's it's we're we're entering into a period. Yeah, we, we have entered into a period of spiritual yeah. exhaustion. Yes, yes. We've entered into a period of spiritual exhaustion. That's it. I mean, you know, you've got you've got the Virgin America is Germany in the 1930s takes, and you've got the Chad America is the USSR in the 1980s takes. I mean, we are oh! a, <laughs> apathetic. And people will be like, yeah, society. running Our to the capital. Like, who yeah. can go to the DMV, the post office? Look at how we voted this year. Look at how hard it was to get like people still haven't gotten their first stimulus checks, not because they they didn't qualify, but because we can't we literally can't get it to them. We are a 20 trillion dollar economy and we cannot get people checks like we're a failed state. We are a failed state with an imperial capital that has just enough security forces to hold it all together. Um, And that's you know that is the new reality i mean the trump era didn't change much as much as it just revealed it it, it took the mask off it, it brought friend enemy politics back into the into the limelight um i mean it was always there but it made it the spotlight is there and and tom like you i was a leftist still agree with a lot of the principles to this day but but disavowed it because watched basically half of my friends right after the election go you know we can just deport all the hispanics they don't matter now anymore because they voted for trump you know and it, it, this is the world that we live in now it, i think the one mask white is pill, off. i think yeah one white pill i would mention is that the republican party the gop is pretty much done for it oh it's point. dead they're dead it's yeah. dead they they totally backstabbed every single person that has voted republican their whole lives and uh they did it out of sheer egoism and to cut deals and really, the Republicans got what they well, they did get what they wanted. But now, of course, uh, how does it work? The Senate is gone. It's no longer Republican now. Or how does that? Yeah, work? but no. But like, so this is, this is my thing. Is like, mm. is like there, there's you, you have to you have to understand that like the old order is gone, and you have to like rebuild a new one. You know, right. like I, I, I'm not I'm not trying to be a doomer here because no country countries rise and fall, societies rise and fall, but they come back over time. Like there are, there's a lot worth saving, you know, like there's one, like, don't, don't, don't delude yourself. But at the same time, it's like, love. don't give in to despair. I don't know. It's very yeah, hard I mean, not to give in despair though. I guess. Do not give no, in to I mean, despair. And, and is, Do not give in to despair. This is my point. And this is as someone who, who has lived, is living currently in New York city, but also like lived upstate. Um, there's there's a lot of places in this country that are still follow my uh my go outside and be normal credo you know like just there's there's a lot that's not been destroyed and there's a lot of places that can be built and rebuilt so you know don't 
there is no despair. There is just work that needs to be done. That is what I will say. Yes, that's what I. That's what I. That's what I felt exactly yesterday, and and, and even today with him getting getting suspended. Destruction um, of the middle class will begin, and I'll be happy. Begin. Begin. Yeah. It began three years we're ago. Throw it, we're yeah, that's what I was doing. Yeah, it's it's almost this, done. Which we, we should, this has been going on for a long time. We got to destroy no, soccer moms and suburban dads like Ren and Stimpy, John K. Societies, they're gone. They're dead. Say goodbye to white America because that was fascism. We have to celebrate the post middle class society. Well, I am one. Is, this I, is my thing. I, I am still one for the grill pill over here because there are still communities, like you said before. There's just want a grill. Is that what you that... exactly? I just yes. want a grill for God's sake. I just want a grill sakes. for goddamn sake. Exactly. So, Lev, so, Lev, this is yeah. this is my point though, and this is this is the problem with the grill pill in at least a vulgar form. It's like you cannot resist Cthulhu unless you make a it's, sword. It's the same you know? problem. Like, with... You have to organize yeah. Wait, at a certain here? point. Who's it's the same problem with Rod Dreyer's the Benedict option. It's the same problem media, with Midwestern trad dads. Sorry, yeah. I'm more powerful than the mainstream media, so I'm not going to have <laughs> Look any at those chance. guns. Yeah. Look at those guns. But I want to ask a question. This has been on my mind. Like, I feel, do you think an attack, like the capital, like, attack, I don't know what to call it, but the, the capital raid or whatever, I'm sure, surely there's like a better place that all of those people could have swarmed rather than like the White House building, like, like a tech company or something like that. I don't know if anyone on here has any ideas that they would like if you would agree with that or like places where oh they yeah i mean on. the the nashville dude who crippled part of at&t's network probably did more for any kind of reasonable takedown of of you know the the deep state than than the the capital march was but like the the point is that like doing the work is not sexy it's like it's it's cold calling people and getting them to like join into like local organizations like that's not it's not necessarily fun work but like it's the kind of stuff that the left has been doing or not really the left because the left's dead but you know liberals have been doing for a long long time and you have like you you got to play by the same rules like you know at a certain point you have to organize like you can you can sit there and say i just want to grill but at a certain like you may not be interested in politics, but politics is interested in you, and it's interested well, in your no, family, you're, you're, and it's interested in your children. You may, you may be, you may be mixing up. Well, not mixing up because I didn't really fully say what I wanted to say, which is when I'm talking about the grill pill. The grill pill is basically step one. Step one is actually knocking people out of this frenzy they happen to be in, regardless of what side you're on, where they're constantly in panic mode, constantly like, "Oh my god, like we have to, you know, we have to do something." And yeah, okay, relax. Do the grill pill first. Get to know people. Get to know your neighbors. Get to know your community. I think people have a stigma right now whenever they're, especially now if they're going to hear anything related to any kind of political organization. So stop that, at least for the strategy that I'm employing here. Let's stop that. Let's meet up with people. Let's talk with people. Let's agree on certain things that we all have in common. And from there, something could actually be built instead of having, but, you know, some kind of political movement that's, you know, very out there. I don't think suburbia is a part and, of the grill, grill pill. I think suburbia is like a dead-end 1950s. Suburbia is a hellscape and exactly. is one of the biggest drivers of atomization yeah, you know, I think something that's really important. Well, well, Pill Eater has gone on length in his YouTube channel about how suburbia has killed the creative spirit of uh, 
interesting artistic. Uh, and when people talk about is. whiteness, they're not talking about European deprived people. They're talking about the lameness of suburban culture going into a yeah. cosmopolitan setting. Breach. And that's like a weird liberal Vosh thing. And then we yeah. right translate it as, you know, you're anti-white. But then if you're a white nationalist, you'd be supporting gay suburban Chuck E. Cheese mall shit, you know. Yeah, like liberalism for white people. people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like but here's an important thing. I think this is really important to mention with all of these pills. Red pill, blue pill, black pill, all of these pills. Yeah, It's like any medication, right? Like, you, it's just a, a fucking start. You, when you, you take some, like, ideology or whatever, and you're not actually really doing anything. It's like, oh, you're believing a certain way, but action, I feel like, is more important. You need to, like, have some exactly. sort of action. Exactly. But, like, I'm not even saying, like, go capital, you know, go destroy the capital. I'm talking, like, fucking work on yourself, try and find purpose, try and, like, or, get or a job. Or one you know. thing. Yeah, because I, I agree with you. I, went, I can't you and you're completely Jesus right. Jesus Christ. You and sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I it's okay, don't just, worry. Yeah. Don't worry about the name. Yeah. Get your po- your points more Never important mind. than my name. Is Anyways. Um, Mispronunciation like, you gotta look at You gotta look at, like, how do you build an alternative institution? So like what, what institutions are ripe for making your work in and, you know, it's like, do you want to do like, uh, education? Like, could we help homeschooling? I mean, there was a big homeschooling kind of boom. Like what could you do to help homeschool? I, I was homeschooled. So there we go. I could definitely see there being a resurgence in education online, especially now if people are going online, going to these stupid Zoom classes where these, you know, very low grade teachers are teaching these kids. So now I don't think there's that that much holding the parents back from trying some alternative systems out. I mean, if I was able to do it, like I went through uh, Bob Jones University, which was, uh, I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with that. It's like a conservative Christian thing. And I was not a conservative Christian, uh, but uh, it's still something that benefited me as far as I didn't, I just had to do the tests and the rest of the time I could do whatever I want. And I think that's the real key here because if people, like, like young people, if they are all the time just in front of these teachers and being spouted with all this propaganda, then that does sort of mold you. I mean, sure, you could say that there are like the based, la base Gen Z that are going to go the other way, but then there are some kids that actually do swallow it hook, line, and sinker. So if we could do something with education, that could be a good first step. But also I wanted to go back to actually the politics side of it and ask you guys, do you really think that it is an absolutely lost cause to go through the system properly, like go through your local, I don't know, Democratic or Republican Party and try to be the new blood that gets infused there? Like, maybe no, it, yeah. no, 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 okay, well tell me alive. why then. Because you, you get you get corrupted. It's the it's the ultimate. It, they you try to change it from within, and they turn you inside out and turn you into your worst nightmare. There's no way to do that. They're too they're too good at that. It's like think about yeah. Think about so, how many hold, on. That's a, hold on, think that's this. a good wait. That's a good point, but I think it's you're confusing it for something else. So if you think about okay. politics as a giant ship, right, like the Titanic, you. Yeah can't 180 the ship right you can't just like get at the wheel and go like let's turn it around right if the whole yeah. time you're sitting there 
like in the hull or wherever and you're going, man, I wish this ship was going in the opposite direction. I'm going to get up there and I'm going to turn the ship around. And then you get up there and realize it's physically impossible just because you accept physical reality doesn't necessarily mean the ship changed your priorities. It meant like you have to like look at the situation at hand. Mm. So if you're uh, I see what you I see what a, you're saying. It's it's like assuming iceberg, that you're going to get on the front line and win the war and you get there and you realize wait a second I cannot do that. It's literally impossible for me to do so. I guess I have to work my way through this. I understand what you mean. Yeah, and so like and also like keep in mind with the Titanic, uh there's a lot of reason to believe, a lot of people say this that if they hadn't avoided the iceberg, if they had just went straight into it, it would not have sank, right? So because they saw impact, they were like, oh my God, impact is coming. Let's just try to steer away from impact. That's what fucking sank them all, right? Mm. Instead of just, just like, instead of just like embracing the engineering of the ship, they like created like this exaggerated vulnerability that just scratched the side of it and literally was like the only way that Jules could possibly um, say. Jules, with this ship analogy, I feel like you're forgetting something that like I think of immediately when I think of ships and uh, people and captains. I think of mutiny. I think of mutiny. I don't know. It's like surely mutinies have happened in real life like revolutions and shit like that that happens quite unexpectedly forgive me if i'm wrong yeah when you're when you're building it when you're thinking about building an institution because that's how this conversation started what scale do you want to be at because sometimes i feel like a lot of people on this show think in terms of they want to create their own civilization on mars like let's build an island and let's build our M. Night Shyamalan's village. Let's like just find exit, people that mean, only like, agree with us. Let's find yeah. people that only agree with us. And we're going to create our own it. little, you know, wild, wild country society. And, and that's going to work. And then like, meanwhile, that that's what they call in the uh, national guard and uh, yeah. drone like strike you. So, 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 so if go. you're worried about your M. Night Shyamalan village, wild, wild country, values being corrupted because you try to basically get at the wheel of the ship to like just steer it a little bit instead of like turning it around which is physically impossible like you have to think about okay what kind of institution do i want to create and why so you can absolutely change these institutions from within but they may change you as well but then you also have to think about like what is the nature of that change, right? By because way, you have to play ball. You have to play ball. Well, by the way, the the tweet from Twitter uh, has approaching four hundred k likes, and apparently Twitter is also getting canceled over this. The their stocks are way down, and the top reply twenty seven k likes. Just so we're clear, this is an admission that you were always capable of doing this and simply chose not to. So that's not good enough. I think uh, they should have banned him. Uh, I don't know. They wanted him banned immediately, I guess. It's just, uh, yeah. Well, it's interesting. Well, I well, what, what I would add. People want him dragged out of the Oval Office now. That's what mm -hmm. they want. Yeah, people Do you think that's blood. going to happen? Do you think impeachment is going to come? To, or what's going to no, happen? No, I think it's um, distractions that they don't have to give out the 2K checks because Manchin already said he doesn't want to vote for it. Hmm. 
Hmm. Yeah. But I, I think they, they, if they can get away with publicly humiliating like that, they will. Well, he's already been. He's already been like like that. That has passed. Like at this point, you're you're you've gone from the pragmatic to the vengeful. Okay, like every bad thing that you could do, like they have the political will to make Patriot Act 2.0. Like it's yeah. there. They could pass it on Monday. It's happening but, now. Yeah, and like they don't need to go further. They want to go further. Like there's like it. It is. It has shifted from the pragmatic to the vengeful. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's not. It's not like a. It's not a. Will they or do they have to? It's like a. It's more of a. It's up to them. The ball's in their court at this point, and they know it. Well, they want to knock their opponents off high horses. That's literally how they feel. The ball is in their court, but if we're talking about them going against the, uh, I'd say the majority of America, well, the majority of at least the uh, middle America, flyover states, whatever you want to say, like that is a substantial amount of people that, you know, the first level was calling them deplorables. But then if the second level is actually going after them, like, I'm sorry, but uh, I don't see how something like that would be able to be tolerated for a long time, which is, again, why I... I'm very, you know, I've emphasized so much how important it is for us to get people from that side and actually talk with them. Because especially right now, I feel like they are just talking with the other people who agree that all of these things that are being done, not only are they right, but they should have been done. And maybe some people don't think that, but they can't even say that. So, you know, it's important to start airing these things out in public, because like I said before, I don't think any of the people who we've talked to in the past who would be, let's say, more on the side of people that are, you know, for impeachment and stuff like that, I really don't think they'd be on the side of having, you know, um, just these uh, people who are Trump supporters, you know, uh, being targeted like they were uh, part of Al-Qaeda. Of course, people would say they're not in favor of that, but they don't have the wisdom to oppose the kind of climate that would make that more likely like it's it's sort of like there's very cliche like talk is cheap easy things to say that don't move the needle enough so that when it's too little too late like maybe they'll be able to pat themselves on the back and go well we were never in favor of that but they didn't have the wisdom or forethought to like be able to use the kind of rhetoric to push the needle enough so that never got to that point. And we have Pamad joining us over here. Pamad or Pamod, I'm not exactly sure. How are you? Pamod, can can you hear us? Can you turn on your mic so that you, we can hear you? And guys, don't forget to subscribe to BTR. We are not going anywhere. Strange things are happening, but we are here for the long haul. Isn't that right, Jules? Absolutely. We really, we really are. Can I step in and ask yes. you guys, do you guys have a, can I ask your views on what's happening with Julian Assange right now? Um, does anyone here have a strong opinion? Well, well what is, what is happening? Well, yeah, what's happening? Did they say that he they were going to pardon him, but then he reneged on it? What what's happening with that? So so if anyone's not following the case, what's going on right now is the judge in Britain basically validated all of the claims of Assange being basically a cyber terrorist. 
um, invalidated every single government claim. The only thing that shifted that and changed is she said that the American prison system is so inhumane that mm -hmm. Assange will commit suicide because in Britain, yeah. isolation is, is a big no-no. It's considered torture. So him coming over here, he would be put in isolation, which would be torture according to the British system. But what yeah, they did over there- why isolation, yeah. yeah. But what they did over there is they, they created a precedent, which we are trying to create here. And the precedent now for all of the court systems is that Julian Assange or a publisher that publishes something that a powerful government like the United States disagrees with is now subject and according to British law, looks like they would be guilty of espionage. And so for any future whistleblower in Britain, they are actually, all, all the court systems are now bound by that precedent. The only thing that, that's good is that Julian Assange isn't being shipped here now, but they really accomplished their main goal, which is silencing Julian Assange, because there would be, there would be a very powerful moment. We haven't heard, the world hasn't heard Julian Assange's voice in two years. And if he Julian Assange- He can't even speak anymore. Yes. They gave him brain damage. They gave yes. him brain damage. Wait, how did they, they give him brain damage on him? What, what is the status of his health? Like, why is he sick and what happened? Did they consciously poison him or something or what? Probably. What happened? They put him in like a locked car for too long and like turn up the he CO2 or something. He was in a coma or something. Why is his health? Like, th this is what I mean. Like, first of all, I agree. Like, if Trump really wanted to shake things up, full 100% pardon. That would have been like, I don't know why he didn't. I mean, it's just, again. Would they be even be respected? I think. I yeah, mean, more... at this point. Is it does the sovereignty even lie with the president? I don't think no. the answer to that question is yes. Well, you know, he could definitely he pardon. I think the pardon stuff and Trump's awareness of the situation is so. I think Trump's very aware, and I think the pardon stuff is a lot more difficult than it sounds because of the Why? ripple effects, the social ripple effects of doing something like that in the highest echelons so if you like if you if your safety depends on like the secret service and the military and, and the people that have devoted their lives in some cases generations have devoted their lives to national security there's like very it's a very black and white kind of world where it's like Julian Assange is seen as compromising national security. So to pardon him could have ripple effects that you don't really like have the senses for until you're in that seat and you've had like 30 people in your face say, if you pardon this person, like this is what's gonna happen. And then suddenly you're like, Hmm. Yeah, I could pardon this person, but like, what are going to be the ripple consequences of doing that? Frankly, I do think they should pardon Assange, Snowden. I'm not as sympathetic to. I think that you. It's soon this I, I think soon they should pardon kind of Wayne yeah. and Kodak Black. I, I actually think Trump should if he's going to pardon some people he should be pardoning lil wayne and kodak black 
Unscrolly. You should be pardoning Ted Kaczynski. You should be pardoning Ted Kaczynski. What about Baked Alaska? Is it too late to pardon Baked Alaska? I don't. I don't. Baked Alaska is too annoying. I don't care. No other crime. Can you being too annoying? Prison. Yeah. yeah By the way, Jules, we were we Alaska. were almost gonna have a baked Alaska on, weren't we? Or you were you were hanging out with him back in California, right? I was hanging out with Anomaly in California. Oh, yeah. yeah, and that's how I got that's because I sent him a message, and then you went on his uh, debate when he was like yes. doing that debate thing, but it was Make really American just like an awesome again. conversation. Mm -hmm. But there was talk about Baked Alaska, I remember, so I'm not sure if, uh, so you didn't meet him, but there was talk of, like, somebody knew somebody who knew him, like, he was hanging around certain, like, s some of the same circles back mm -hmm. in, uh, I, I think uh, we were talking about how Baked Alaska was hanging around s similar circles, like, wow. he was already turning himself into this Hollywood boy, you know, after the whole uh, stuff happened with him back in the day, like, with the white supremacy stuff and all that, but uh, it's so weird, though, how do you not have head enough of on your shoulders to actually forego this urge to take a picture on social media that's going to get you, you know, fucking Guantanamo Bay? Like, I, I don't understand that. Wait, do you, Lev, are you honestly asking about the stupidity of Baked Alaska? I'm sorry, man. That's yeah, just, I ge genuinely I mean, think that they are literally that stupid. <laughs> I like, think he thought, like, like all things... <laughs> Like, here's the thing. Baked Alaska is the perfect example of the lizard grifter brain, the lizard brain of grifting, because he saw an amazing clout opportunity, an amazing super <laughs> chat opportunity to go and shit in Nancy Pelosi's office. And uh, wait, his, wait, wait, uh, he shit it. He shit in the office. Now. He did, but him? someone did. Apparently someone did. That's okay. a, yeah. But someone did steal the laptop. So to the comment that I was saying before, like, you know, these people are so disorganized, you know, like they wouldn't even. Well, apparently somebody did. But I wonder what's going to come of that. Like, that seems like a potential uh, big situation. I don't know, like, national security. I'm not necessarily sure if there are any uh, uh, ramifications with national security. But who knows? I don't know. It's uh, it's kind of weird. Like, they just threw that in there right now with the uh, laptop stealing. Like, uh, how would they even I do think that? If Trump, uh. I think if Trump did pardon Assange and Snowden, that would be a kind of nuke on the deep state. And maybe that's something he will do to kind of like inject a slow poison into them, but you don't really know what the side effects of that yeah. would be. Because if you do weaken America's immune system to conflict at home, you know, that's, uh, it's like, do you, like, would he be setting us up for chemotherapy or is he going to be setting us up for something else? Do you know what I mean? Because chemotherapy is really rough and it kills yeah. everything bad and everything good and doesn't even always work. Yeah. No, I, 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 agree, I agree with you. I believe Assange and Snowden are two very different things. Um, Snowden... I, I can understand why I believe I believe Snowden's a whistleblower, but I can totally understand why he some people can claim he should be brought for charges because he was an intelligence operative that leaked information. I think Assange is a very, very special case and is a bellwether for for a lot of our republic, I believe. Assange is a an Australian publisher 
who has never published a false statement, almost no news organization can claim that, has never published false information. All of the stuff that Assange published as an Australian publisher was also published by The Guardian, The New York Times, and all of these major outlets. If we bring an Australian citizen here and charge him with the Espionage Act, this outdated law where he's not even allowed to defend himself because he doesn't have access to any information because they classify everything. So he gives no defense of himself and we set a court precedent in the United States that we can charge any citizen of the world, anyone that's not even an American, that with the Espionage Act of the United States, throw them in jail for the rest of their life and not even hear their defense and every court system would become bound by that precedent, I believe would be one of the most dangerous things that could happen to this country. And it's what I believe is the danger we're really facing, which is the lack of ability to, to communicate with each other. Because I'm watching this censorship crackdown and this all these words that we're not saying now and, and it's happening in real time. They're getting ready to pass a new version of the Patriot Act on top of the Patriot Act. You've got the left riled up and cheering this on. You've got Biden coming back into office who's saying he's going to pass all of these laws. You've got Biden coming back into office who with Obama expanded our two wars to eight, taking us to war in Pakistan, Somalia, Libya, Nigeria, Niger, and Yemen. You've got this is the same Biden administration that deported three times as many people as Trump did, despite the left. Their big issue is kids in cages and immigration. If you look at the numbers, Obama and Biden deported almost three times as many people as Donald yeah, Trump. And Biden has already said earlier. that he's not going to change any well, of it. And, let, any and let's be clear about what Julian Assange exposed. I mean, these were like legit war crimes among vastly other things going on and th there's often a lot of ignored information that has to do with corporate espionage in the corporate world as well that julian exposed and the various malpractices mm -hmm. and that's another thing that's often because the big sexy headlines with war crimes tends to take over but all the other stuff i feel is directly uh threatening to the corporatocracy as well and so they are also unanimous in uh wanting Washington to basically punish Julian forever. So that's, you know. Were there, the, the, were there also, by the way, real quick, were there also any uh, people, like any agents, that because of Assange's information, uh, they got killed or there were uh, problems that occurred? Uh, uh, there's what, like rumors were... on the export, but like, there's yeah, rumors and speculation. It it. Yeah, it's one of those things you can't really prove, like they won't let you, or they won't let you prove. But I've heard stories that a lot of people got fucked because of, uh, julian's actions but i don't know the validity of that i mean it's very hard when you have like basically the world's biggest information uh intelligence gathering apparatus against you it's kind of like hard to keep your sources uh 100 anonymous right so there's there's always going to be rumors and speculation like the fact that like even we don't know like the list of like every cia black site or like what they do there or how many prisoners the united states government has off the books like shit like that is just it's really like i don't know it's it's terrifying it's it, yeah it's, i don't know what to say and, and yeah, i don't do you do you remember it was like it had to have been like two months ago or something where there was that military officer who said that they'd been lying to trump about the number of troops in syria so that he didn't pull them all out they were like no there's only oh like 200 of there there there's like but the yeah, fact that they would even go as far as to admit that and, like and, that's and they were gloating and that's yeah. the thing because they they're untouchable they're unfucking touchable and they know they're untouchable 
Well, I mean, they're, yeah. they're doing war crimes and they're not being they punished. Ju Julian yeah. Assange, one of his big publishes is that we were doing double tap drone bombings where we drop a bomb on someone and we kill maybe one person we're after, we kill 20 people along with it. And then we wait for the medics and all the people that are like showing up to like try to like help people. And then we bomb and we kill all them too. And Julian Assange exposed all of that. That's a factual policy. That's, uh, how yeah, the United that's States similar operates. to uh, that's similar to what happened in Vietnam, I believe, with the uh, Mac McNamara guy, the kind of uh, yep. tactics they were employing. It wasn't so much how do we how do we win yeah, strategically. It was war. more about statistics and numbers, and we got this many, so we are this much closer to uh, winning the war. Yeah, and it, it is pretty, uh, like myself wrote, absolutely devilish. It is pretty devilish. But at the same time, like, there has to be a balance, I think, between being able to maintain certain, you know, and again, national interest is a term that people can look at as pretty, uh, you know, as pretty selfish. But I also think that that has to do with uh, other competing powers in the world, which right now also exist. So I'm not going to be totally, you know... Uh, a person who's like an absolute dove and peacenik and say that there would never ever be any need at all for the military industrial complex. At the same time, it has to be balanced out. And it's unfortunate that there are conversations where it's only about let's get rid of the evil imperial American devil as if no other imperial devils exist in the world right now or saying that we should leave everything exactly the way it is, and I'm not going to hear any of the problems. So this is another conversation that I would love to have if we can actually bring in some neoconservatives. I don't think we've had a neoconservative guest on BTR ever, and I want to change that. So what I want to do right now is ask everybody who's in the chat right now. We are bringing in Jessica Deloach, who was working on Pete Buttigieg's campaign for Tuesday, and she's going to be talking about infrastructure, uh, the future of American infrastructure with um, Alex Forrest, the great Alex Forrest, who we did a sewing discourse with. But let me know if there are any neocons that you know. And uh, I would love to bring them on and to talk about these, uh, you know, these international uh, situations that we have going. We'll get, we'll get David from on. <laughs> no. yeah. we'll get David oh, by the way, Lev, I just, I just like to say, when I was saying absolutely devilish, I was more saying that your, if you see the chicken, you'd lose image behind you is devilish. And they were oh. kind of unrelated. Like, I, I, I don't know. I'm like so out of my depth on American you, politics. You know what's it's funny? Like it's like... You know what's funny? I, I don't I don't exactly like the Trump kids. I think they're kind of, I don't know, except for Baron. Baron Trump is based. But uh, Baron, uh, Donald Trump Jr. actually tweeted a good point. I don't know. Is Donald Trump Jr. the stupid one or the other one is kind of like not that bright? Eric, Eric whatever is. I forget. But anyways, he tweeted a good point. So I guess a broken clock. So the Ayatollah, the Ayatollah and numerous other dictatorial regimes can have Twitter accounts with no issues despite threatening genocide to entire countries and killing uh, various people. But the president of the United States should be permanently suspended. It is kind of crazy how like literal war criminals have had like Twitter accounts and it's just, but nobody cares. But I don't know. It's, it's the same thing with the fact that every single president since Ronald Reagan, even before, like started or ramped up a war but trump is like the first one to like not go into like a third world shithole and just bomb them to smithereens and by the way we still uh we talk about like these military actions but really the effects of these military actions are literally last for decades and and like for example we destroy countries yeah we he's the first countries. president in 20 years not to start a new war yeah in the wars we that are started countries I mean, and we destroy the people that we send to fight we destroy every everything about it is but like this, yeah. the soldiers that we sent to, to fight get destroyed the places that we send 
them to fight in get yeah. destroyed. Uh, even the oh, even front, the, uh, even on a genetic level, on the people. Yeah, on yes. a genetic level, we destroy them as well because look at all of the depleted uranium and the chemicals and the fact that the Iraq, like the region between Kuwait, Iraq, and to Iran, because of the chemicals that we sold to Saddam in the eighties, it's like literally the most, like some of the highest cancer and birth defect rates in the world is in that Middle Eastern region because of American imperialist action. And for people to like go around and uh, I, I don't know, it's just. I, this, the more I talk about it, the more I feel like like the whole the whole Iraq and Afghanistan war during the Obama years was sort of memory hold. Now nobody cares about the Middle East anymore. It's like really, I don't know. It's weird. It's just oh oh the uh, the one seventeenth Congress just uh, there's a there's a bill on the docket once again. H.R. 127, to provide for the licensing of firearm possession and the registration of firearms and to prohibit the possession of certain ammunition. So it's going to happen like within the first week or two, guaranteed. Yeah, I, I think, Welcome I think to the Canada, largest guys. crackdown we've ever seen is on the way. Like I, yeah. I believe, I believe that we are facing the the next version of the Patriot Act, as well as a major mass version of censorship, where it re really that that's their only move they have left. You have half the country that does not believe in electoral politics, or whether they're wrong or right, they don't believe that there is a path to any sort of change through electoral politics. I don't know if anybody listened to Tucker Carlson the other day. Um, he gave a really great speech about how, how the electoral politics is supposed to be the safety valve that lets off steam, that when people get really angry, when people want change, it is the one mechanism they can organize together and they can try to change the system. But if people no longer believe that it's possible to change the system from the inside, we are looking at the same sort of collapse that we've seen in almost every other collapsed democracy around the world. And it's happening quickly and it's speeding up. And, and rather than take the, rather than let the steam out of the release valve, they're doing what every kind of dictatorial regime has ever done, which is only tighten the noose further and further and further, which only radicalizes more people, creates more strife. And, and I, th I think we're looking forward to a, a very, very rough year. And I don't know if I personally believe that there's a path to, to, to change through the electoral politics system anymore. Is there any democracy historically that has not, if not being conquered before the following occurs that has not first first degenerated into a kind of oligarchic administrative state and then into an authoritarian tyranny or demagoguery. No. No. I can't think <laughs> no. of one either. The, I mean, the reason why is that democracy is just it, it it doesn't actually make everyone equal. It's not one person one vote. It's it is a it, it mm -hmm. obfuscates things. You know, basically what happens is that people vote on the information they know and the information they are given is decided by a very small set of people who decide what you see, what you hear, what you're allowed to say. They don't need to control what you think if they control the entire world around you, that you, all of the information mm -hmm. that you get. Like, I don't know what's happening in Los Angeles right now. I can't. I'm, in, I can't I'm there right now. Yeah. Well, Tom, all right, of all this of all the cities to pick, um, I'm gonna pick, you know, <laughs> Honolulu, Hawaii. All right. I don't know what's happening in Honolulu. I need someone there that I trust. And so I will put my trust in a person or an institution. Like if I hadn't if Tom was not here and I like if I want to know what's happening in LA, I can ask Tom because Tom seems trustworthy. 
But if he wasn't here, I would have to ask ABC News and they can decide whatever they want to put on. How am I supposed to know what is actually happening there? I don't. I can't. I'm, it's not possible. And so democracy is basically just a legitimization scheme for elite interests because the elites decided that after divine right fell out and the will of the people became the only legitimacy that a, a government could appeal to, the elites decided we'll just manipulate the will of the people to agree with whatever we want and then to legitimate legitimize that through voting. And that's what, like, the, it, it doesn't degenerate into an authoritarian state. It already is one. It just takes the mask off more and more as it needs to prevent dissent. Yeah, it has to have the illusion of being a non-authoritarian state in order for it to really work. But yeah. as people get more comfortable... The mask comes off as it, as it becomes less necessary. Sorry. I mean, well, or as I mean, it becomes, do you, do you, basically, as it becomes more that, uh, necessary. Well, what was that, the leader? That may, oh. I'm saying liberalism, you choose your master. It's the guys that you're supposed to be free, but liberalism, you choose who's your boss. And supposedly mm. we worship that as our mm. freedom. And that's why you have very crass middle-class attitude is because liberals just choose which school you're going to go in debt and supposedly choose the woman you'll be with the rest of your life. But if you really wanted that ideal woman and there's no women left, too bad. You know, it's the silly marketism and state mandated why. girlfriends. Exactly. <laughs> the leader That's, 2024. Exactly. Identity politics and the, this obsession with equality. I am I am not for equality in terms of outcome. I, I think that's one of the, the big poison pills that the left has swallowed is they, they've got this idea, this, this almost communist kind of idea of equality of outcome, which is, which is not realistic and is not good for the country. I, I, I believe that as an American and, and feeling patriotic about this country, I'd like to set a bar for being the wealthiest country in the history of the world, that no American goes below this bar and that every American at least has a roof over their head, a place to sleep and has food in their belly. But I do not believe in equality of outcome and this, this identity politics trap that has entrapped the entire left where, where they don't think about any of the issues anymore if it is in conflict with their identity politics, their virtue signaling to other people mm. and, and, and their identity itself. But it goes, I think even goes beyond that though, like just, quality of outcome it's more of a there's a lot of humiliation ritual aspects to it's it friend right? enemy it yeah is, it's a friend, it enemy friend enemy. oh by the way speaking vengeance. of friend speaking of friend of the show yakov uh press f he got uh he got banned again on Twitter. rest uh, in peace i don't know the guy very well but rest in peace, rest skin, in peace. subscribe to skinwalker tapes yes we have to start giving deep web tutorials, otherwise our entire audience Seriously. is going to be yeah. canceled and deplatformed, and they're well, going to have no way to. Can I'm going to be uploading a BTR. I'm going to be uploading BTR footage to uh, all of them, to Bitchu, to Rumble, to you name it. I want to make IRCs, Matrix, yes. all that. Telegram, Signal, we got to get on all of it right now, guys. That's what Trump, here's something that Trump should have done. And I don't know why he wasn't for weeks. The, the amount of time he spends on Twitter and for the kind of following he has, he could have just said every day, everyone leave Twitter, follow me on Parler. Like, he or no, just, no, he doesn't say that every day. He says it once and he never opens Twitter again. Like, that's that's all he needed to do. Yeah. I don't know. I maybe 
maybe you're right. But even if that didn't work, because that actually might have been the best move, like he could at least go back every now and then and say, hey, if you're not on Parler, you're not going to see what I'm tweeting. He could have done that for months. And he wouldn't have been in this position where suddenly he's looking weak and then boom, they Alex Jones him. Because that's literally what it looks like they're going to do to him. Oh, it's already done. It, it's it, it's already done. I mean, yeah, but it's only got banned. But Parler is just a no, no. I should have seen that coming the second, the second he started talking about fraud, which didn't happen. That yes, should have been like, wait, 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 wait. These Sonny's people still on are Sunny's not banned yet. <laughs> oh, and for Warlock said Sunny was banned. Yeah, that, that, that's when, Twitter account. Yeah, I mean, he, 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 he should have seen, seen the freaking, he should have seen the signs on the wall. He should have just seen it. He was just. No, he's not just, banned. Can we just that. admit? Can we just admit? I mean, he got yeah, Game of Thrones. I, I was, he got Game of Thrones. They, they, they can come after yeah, Parler, I too. Like, I mean, par- it's Parler. They will. They will. Because Parler. It, it, they're it's owned by a, an owner of Cambridge Analytica. I, our, our only chance is, is a decentralized platform, I believe. Trump because has any, to make his any own corporation, Trump has to make money, his money can buy it. Trump exactly. and Elon Musk together have to make their own. But the problem, yeah, the problem, Social Jules, media. is that Jesus these, Christ. No, you're right. Like BitChute, Parler, Gab, they don't have the material resources. But further than that, it's becoming the the media is really the demon because they're they create the perception like basically parlor and gab are like the um like one is the alt-right whoever all three of them and the 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 other one is like the normie boomer con containment center skinner boxes that's that's what parlor is effectively going to be because they don't have not just the material but the mimetic resources to really become like the next rival to Twitter or uh, well, there will never be a rival to Google or YouTube or whatnot. Right. So it's just, yeah. So that's I think the problem. What, what Lev was saying earlier is, like, is smart is that we have to actually like meet and talk to people that we know. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I'm not talking about the, the suburbs best Avenue. I, I mean, look, I mean, yeah. suburbs no, aren't bad. Just everyone. We live in fucking New York city, by the way, Jules and I, and people live close to other urban centers where there are people who would, let's say, be pillars of the community. If we are talking about doing actual organization here, which I think is possible, without it being this, you know, we're going to suit up and we're going to be like these, you know, this resistance, you know. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about gathering together with people, talking with them about exactly the same shit we're talking about right now, because that is not done. And I think that that is also something we're doing here at BTR virtually, because we are not just an echo chamber, not just an echo chamber. No, sir. We are talking with people who would disagree with some of the things that are being brought up here through the virtue of me knowing people through New York City, uh, Jules, all you guys, you all all know people that you could bring on here and talk and go to decentralized platforms and talk and also another very important thing for us to do when we do meet physically is not bring up triggers regardless of whatever we happen to think not bring up these things that people have been programmed to associate with you know like fuck trump fuck anything don't don't worry about any of these words and symbols and archetypes right now throw all of that out right now that's not the point the point is that you got to concentrate on 
the danger of what's happening right now with Chinese influence. Okay, and you could say like, I love Biden. I love everybody. I love Trump. I love Biden. Well, no, I, I, I don't care about anybody uh, that strongly. Everybody's great. I don't care. But let's focus. Wait till on my Biden China. painting comes out next week. Yes, uh, yes, yes. You're gonna, well, you're gonna see some. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> let's focus on China censorship. All this stuff that we can all agree is pretty bad, unless you have like a heart made out of stone here. I think that's Where's a, Jack that's Ma? Where's Jack Ma? Exactly. Where is Jack Ma? He's not alive. <laughs> he's, I think, I think we, need, we need we need to celebrate disagreement with each other. I, I think you're absolutely right about talking to each other because we are, we are getting to this point where people are afraid to disagree. They're afraid to disagree with their tribe. They're afraid to disagree with the media. There are official narratives that you're no longer allowed to, to disagree at all with. And, and we're all stuck in our houses because of Corona right now. And, and you made a good point earlier about how we only know what we take in through information. And right now we take in all of our information from all the news, everything happening in the world is just coming from these little boxes yeah. that are very tightly controlled where the messaging is controlled. And this is the goal of the Democratic Party. They started with Clinton, Telecommunic Telecommunications Act of 1996 to consolidate media control, to consolidate narrative control, the same way that we've done overseas for all the coups we did in Latin America. Obama was behind the Arab Spring. Like, like what we're seeing here is eerily similar to what we've seen happen to democracies all across the world for the last 60 years mm -hmm. there is also a reversal of that though which is interesting where you have communities on twitter like a lot of the very online communities that because they don't have access as much to a lot of the people that would at least among their social circles consider them to be you know like these online weirdos or whatever these esoteric online weirdos because there's no connection there i think that there is also a tendency among all of us to have echo chambers of our own where there are certain pieces of information that we either disregard or consider it to be something that we lump into a particular category and it's troublesome because it doesn't help with reaching out to other people because you're not even giving them a chance you're not even giving yep. them a chance to see things from their perspective yeah, we don't even, we can't learn anything without disagreement. If I just talk to people that agree with me, I'm going to live in my echo chamber and I'm going to lock in on views, whether they're right or wrong. Hey, and I'm never going to learn anything new. Guys, I'm not listening to people that disagree. I don't know if Go you ahead. saw, but four minutes ago, Google's officially suspended Parler from the Google App Store. It's gone. Oh, Par well, this Parler is just got suspended. Day, Google, Google has just suspended Parler. Yep. Hey guys, I'm telling you, they're, they're coming Corona. hard, hard. Like this, this, Somebody this is a bring big... a towel. No good. <laughs> is uh, is is the oh, boy yeah. King still on Twitter? I can't. Uh... Is he on... referring to? Is Nicholas? who on? Mr. Wait, Nicholas? no. Mr. It's Nicholas. So uh... Oh my God. Nikola Tesla. We are losing Nikola the Tesla. Look, all right. I'm gonna read this statement from Google. Uh... In order to protect user safety on Google Play, our long-standing policies require apps displaying user-generated content have moderation policies and enforcement that removes egregious content like posts that incite violence. All developers agree to these terms and we have reminded Parler of this clear policy in recent months. We're aware of continued posting in the Parler app that seeks to incite ongoing violence in the US. We recognize that there can be reasonable debate about content policies and that it can be difficult for apps to immediately remove all violative content. But for us to distribute an app through Google Play, we do require that apps implement robust moderation for egregious content. In light of this ongoing and urgent public safety threat, we are suspending the apps listing from the Play Store until it addresses these issues. It's done. Wow. 
Look how they're it's framing done. this shit, man. Public safety. Well, hello, That's what uh, coming, dude. But bake, early two thousands. Break into your house and kill you. It's, yeah. it's no, it's it's over. It's it's over. I'm yeah. sorry. You know, it's done. Do they think nine yeah, eleven right. can happen on the internet or something? Yes. Right? Yes. Is that no, it did. No, no, no. Nine eleven did they happen are, on the internet. It's called no, Gamergate. No. That was. See how they're lumping in Gamergate into all of these? I've noticed a lot of posts yeah, of from Normies. It all goes back to Columbine, really, if you think yeah, about it's... it. The first school shooting, Columbine. So yeah. I was going to say this really, earlier. Really, you just, you have not to even funny. That's, that that know, humor is just not even doing this. funny here. Let, like, let Sam Hyde do that. It's just not even... No, no, but what, what Pillator means, that was the first public school, school shooting to be, like, in the public consciousness. And from there, it was, like, the justification to graft on a lot of, like, political whether it was like gun control or metal or um what was the other thing they went Marilyn after? Manson. Yeah. yeah all video games. Is I think they went after they the internet as well back games. in the day. Video games. Video they games, yeah, GTA. yeah. Doom. Do remember Doom? Yeah. Doom they, exactly. They went after it's Doom. the Afghanistan war all over again too. If you yeah. guys remember back then. If you disagreed, look at Chris Hedges. Prize winning journalist overseas. He disagrees with the Iraq war, fired from the New York Times. They ran him yeah. out of ten down for 10 years like it's that all over again but worse now that's how we found it so that's right yeah. it was after he you know what's funny i know that chris hedges he computers <laughs> in the school computers yeah so they're all potential school shooters but sorry to you so uh is is the humans of flat art style going to become the new socialist realism and all that well yes i i, I mean are, are, are those that will deviate from it going to be even to a greater extent ostracized yes. and 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 i might add in music those of those of us that are formalists that aren't that aren't composing in a minimalist style of neo-tonality the sort the sort that you hear in all, in all these insipid advertisements you know exactly what i'm talking about the glassian yeah. arpeggiation Arvel of those of us <laughs> Avocat, yes. Those those of us that are closer to say Alban Berg or Max Rega, are we going to be sent to gulags like Alexander Mosolov was, or threatened well, with being sent to gulags? Like uh, they're, they're like, going to Eli Schiff. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't. Know. Oh yeah, Gio, you took the words right out of my mouth. Like I don't know if you've talked to Eli Schiff, but he basically we had him on the show. Oh yeah. yeah, well we had him on the show. We had a yeah, whole no. uh, sewing no, but like just like, like Philip, like. Eli Schiff basically he he runs the Humans of Flat account. He got banned repeatedly. He basically got depersoned in the and artistic had contracts community. ripped from him. He, yeah, the yeah designer like literally world. depersoned. Okay, yeah. like he lost so much business um, just because he made fun of uh, an art Uber. style. Yeah, and Uber. Uber. That's and yeah. He, he basically he bodied their design team. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my my chromatic harmonies and dense counterpoint are surely going to get me sent to some frozen wasteland. <laughs> there, there are, yeah, there's there's nothing wrong with Cal Arts. I'm just saying, nothing wrong with being. <laughs> oh, here we go. Based. <laughs> the <laughs> fucking weeb says based. there's nothing wrong with Cal. <laughs> like we, like I was. I thought that would be a great shirt, by the way, to have. Like for our BTR store, for our merch, we should have a search that does that says there's nothing wrong with CalArts. I think I'm like the only one in here that like is promoting CalArts as like an alternative reactionary lifestyle, but everyone is like <laughs> vehement disagreement. Wait, what do you mean? No, I, I'd love, what do you mean? No, alternative? but I would love to hear that. That 
like well, Blobby and Blame. Blobby and Friends is actually racist. We just we just haven't unlocked the truth yet. <laughs> like yeah. no, I don't know if you're ready to hear that, but I'm just saying. That's, you're, you're talking I'm, about the I'm Blobfish ready. comic, right? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, like, oh my god, they're like actually my friends in real life, but they're just like paws. But the problem is, one day we're just gonna tell them read break the rules, and then they're gonna snap. <laughs> well, I'm hopefully in the new year. I will, I will try to convince Eli to work on a book with me on humans of flat design. But I wanted to read this thread from my good friend Egg Report on Twitter. Um, he said, "Okay, so the president of the United States of America serves an important role in their society as the catalyst or mirror, a black slate every citizen can look and see their own reflection in, to facilitate a perpetual state of universal pathological narcissism." Free university, healthcare, free guns, Hitler, free Hitler for everybody. Whatever you want, you get. You just look at the president's face and the Amajo and see whatever you're, you're, you goddamn want to see. It's a sort of modern equivalent of a more primitive society's religious figures in times of religious ceremony at its peak, like celebrating sol solstice, but through the immense power of an industry. This runs con continually and permanently at 24-7. Uh, 24 hours, 24 seven a day, 365 days a year. The communal aspect is minimal and the setup provides for a personalized experience. A priestly caste known as journalists serve various practical functions in facilitating the running of the ritual, the mirror, but to have in recent years been made superfluous and are now causing a schism, attempting to reform into separate organization to avoid losing their social, political, and economic gains, worldly treasures, and the like. In this turmoil, several distinct groups are attempting to fill in the vacuum of now schism class, the structure media firms, social media platforms, various Silicon Valley companies are all scheming to seize as much power and palace influence as possible in this turmoil. The ritualized shift of all sacred version to become the next mortal vessel for the president has thus been distributed and distorted. Three general uh, factions, the president, the former priestly caste, and the new pretenses to the caste are in direct conflict. This has distributed the power of the fundamental core ritual, which everyone else runs to maintain. What do you mean I won't get $2,000 a month? What do you mean I won't get free college, free Hitler? What do you mean? I'm declaring <laughs> war on Iran, whether you like it or not. There is a great disorder under the heavens, the social fabric and the certainty of our ascension, the promise of my ascension, of my personal superiority is threatened. Only time will tell whether the new version to serve a sacrifice of the presidency will fill this vessel, will perform his task well, and whether the competing palace factions have established a pecking order that secures stability to continually maintain the sacrifice ritual. So what we're seeing, yeah, that's a powerful powerful thread in my opinion Gio, who was it was saying before someone was saying before about like religion like being gone and then politics replacing it the, the way yeah. that guy describes it makes it sound like just like makes that crystal clear in my mind like i thought it before but just the way way that's described is like that's definitely a very like religious way of describing politics to me at least to me <laughs> And we have a tweet also from Prague Rock Farmer, which is uh, Niccolo Salo, who runs Salo Forums. I just I just finished reading Carl Schmidt, and he says, e <laughs> okay, I just read Carl Schmidt, and he says that all of you should shut the fuck up right now. <laughs> I refuse to be quiet. I wish to make mindless noise. How do you deal with that? Fuck oh, you. boy. No, but I, I yeah, you're right. I feel that there are competing factions here, and uh, I think that now... Um, the media class is really uh, taking a jibe at the official old guard institutions 
it's really uh it's something else. Speaking of jab, they're they joined them. Yeah, they jo- yeah. <laughs> they joined it's it's one big group, my friend. They, yeah. they've joined in, in the, the, the blue empire. Yeah. It, can can I can I talk to you guys about the word socialism for a second? Because in yes, in, in, yeah. entertain Tom, that's, the, when, that's when the government does stuff, right? And I know. More the and, entertain does. this idea. <laughs> yeah. because, Sorry. Because our socialism is when AOC says says. Uh, I, I want to make the argument that Trump is much more of a leftist than anything you're going to see out of the Democratic Party right Preach. now. And, and, and there, there is this smear happening because Donald Trump is the one advocating yes, a for, a, for a much higher uh, payout for regular Americans. Donald Trump is the one advocating for breaking up monopolies like the tech companies. Donald Trump is the one that's advocating for ending the wars. Donald Trump has been pushing leftist policy, except the smear is against the left and uh, using this word socialism to rowel up a part of the right while what the left is actually doing is authoritarianism through gender diversity and, and like they'll put a they'll put a gender diverse person in charge of the torture program or something They're like oh progress what's happening is is it's the same thing on the right the right is the only place that's really left where there's an anti-war movement left, that there are a championing of personal liberties and a bunch of other things. But the left is so propagandized that they think that the right is just white supremacy. And that's what they think it is. And the same thing is happening on the right with the left, where they're actually calling Joe Biden and these Democrats socialists when what these what the Democrats are trying to do is totalitarianism. They are trying to do mass censorship. They're not trying to give away money. We spent $20 trillion as a government this year, $20 trillion. That, that is the, that's the entire economy that our government spent this year. They didn't spend it on the people. People are in more trouble than ever before. And you look at, look at homelessness. Let, let's just take a, a quick issue for how easily that, that any kind of real leftist policy could solve something like this. There's a half million homeless people living on the streets of the United States. Look at the last stimulus bill. It was the skinny stimulus bill. If you just took 6% of that corrupt skinny bill, you could provide $100,000 worth of housing funding or mental health funding for every single homeless person in America for 6% of the small bill. We spent $20 mm. trillion this year. It is a capitalist totality totalitarian system on the left and is smeared as a socialist regime, which is completely fake for Biden because it's actually Trump that has been much more leftist than any of the Democratic Party. Does anyone have a pushback on that? Does anyone I do. Well, I I have a slight pushback. So if we're talking about the uh, homeless population, while something like that may temporarily alleviate the uh, problems for uh, some of them, the unfortunate situation right now is that because of decisions made during, uh, I believe it was Reagan's administration, uh, the uh, and other laws that have been passed, which could be looked at, and I do partially look at them as good laws, where you can't force somebody into a mental institution like they used to do in the USSR for government dissidents, but that's another story. Uh, you have a situation where there are homeless people that want to be outside and that also have mental problems and uh, are going to unfortunately keep living that way. So that's like, it's not a problem that I could... Uh, that I could see money as necessarily being the solution here, unless we're talking about some giant proactive effort to look at every single one, like determine, like, should we actually for their own good, keep them in a certain environment? And then that gets into legal issues with civil rights and things of that nature. So I'm not really sure how to solve that. Okay, let me let me respond to that just real quick, because because I'm not 
not even saying I have a solution to homelessness, but, but we are going to go to millions of people homeless on the street this year, and this problem is only going to get worse. So if we don't do something to address what's happening, we are looking at a catastrophe. And, and, and I just, my main, all the main point I just want to make is that it is trivial if we just had any sort of real messaging or any sort of political will. T take that $100,000 number I had, let, times it by five. Let's say a half million dollars of funding for every homeless person on the street. That's only a third of the skinny stimulus bill. I'm not arguing for giving a half million dollars to all the homeless people, but it, it's this problem that is only going to get worse. That's all, like, do we really want more people living on the streets? And we're in this trap, because let me tell you about what's happening in LA. There is a judge, that his rule, the federal court judge, that police cannot arrest someone for being homeless on the street if there is no shelter. You can't arrest someone for being homeless. So th their whole answer is, is to, okay, we're gonna like put all this money into more shelters and all the money just disappears. We're going to get caught in that same trap across the rest of the country. And I, and I agree with you that mo many, many people on the street are there by choice. But according to our laws and our own judges, we can't actually even clean up our own streets. We can't do anything for these people if, they'd have nowhere to go. So our only option is to provide some type of service and all the money's there. It's a half million dollars for every person on the street for 30% of the small bill, just a tiny like pennies from what we've spent this year could fix the entire thing. And then once there's places for people to go, you could actually enforce the laws because we have laws on the books to deal with this. But I live in Los Angeles. There's not a bridge in this in this city where there aren't homeless people living on the street. There is not there there is not a person in LA that isn't terrified when you walk outside right now because these people are getting more desperate. Crime is going up because they're running out of money. More people are ending up on the streets, so they're having to go after uh, more intense crime. They're having to break into homes more and do more things to survive. And that's only going to get worse if we do something. And it is so trivial to fix it if, if you're talking about funding, because we've spent $20 trillion this year. So, so we're, it goes back to what I said earlier. I, I don't believe in equal outcome at all, at all at all. But in the richest country in the history of the world, I would like to at least say that when you come to this country, every American is at least above some kind of line. They don't have to have some great mm -hmm. life for all the great technology or travel and all this other stuff. But, but I, I do highly believe that there's got to be a bottom line. And the Democratic Party and the left has no solution for this. They have only made every problem worse. Look at what the Democrats and Gavin Newsom have done to the state of California. Mm, oh, definitely. But there's another thing that we could focus on here, which is I don't like this new view of people that I think is reflected in flat art, for example, which is like this, uh, I don't know, these humans who live in habitats and like all of this isolated unit bullshit where what about their families? What about their community? What about people who, you know, should have been there in the beginning when they were first conceived into this world that would have been able to take care of them as opposed to having these separate units? That's the root That's the root cause right there. You're not seeing this in the Jewish community. You're not seeing this in the Asian community. So we have to start making sure that all the communities out there are going to get to that same level. And that starts, I think, with, again, grill pill i want to go back to that just for the sake of talking about how we used to have you know among like the freemasons the elks the you know all these different 
fraternal organizations and stuff like we used to have these organizations where i mean they're still around but they don't seem to be doing jack squat but we used to have these organizations where the whole idea was these are the pillars of the community these are our local leaders who we respect because they have fucking honor not because they're part of some political machine and sure political machines existed back then of course like look at new york city if we're talking about like gangs of new york era you know boss tweed and shit like that but at the same time we also had actual you know leaders with faith in God and all that good stuff who were actually caring about the people and were able to make sure that all the community stayed together. Hotep Sophia, who I, I'm going to check in on her. I'm going to see what's going on because I would love for her to, uh, to show up. Like she is somebody who was talking to me about how back then in the black community in DC, there used to be all these churches that made sure that you wouldn't have these kids running around with gangs, that they would be taken care of, that there would be father figures, even if the father was not there, that there would be somebody who would be able to look out for them. And now she says that these churches have already been bought and sold and there's a lot of corruption going on there. And again, I don't know if back in the day, I mean, look, back in the day there were tons of problems with drugs as well. I'm not even talking about the 80s. I'm talking about like the 1940s. You know, like uh, there used to be problems there too, but Suffice it to say, it was better when we had these pillars. These pillars are something that I think we can realistically build at the local level, and it doesn't even have to be machine politics. It doesn't even have to be anything having to do with the existing political structure. It could just be people out there. I'm talking to you right now. Give us some super chats right this second. Become a patron at patreon.com slash break the rules because you are the people. Right now, I'm talking to all you people out there who do have some financial way of helping grow this thing. You are the people who could actually help build the future instead of using that money for God knows what. So this is an appeal of the soul. This is an appeal of the heart, whatever you want to call it. I think it is possible to get to these people and start rebuilding some new, uh, you know, upper crust that actually is going to go back to the people and make sure that their societies are not going to be shitholes. So the, basically the summary of that is subscribe, subscribe, and super chats, and donate to the Patreon. That seems to be the gist of that. Subscribe. Uh, yeah. Also, perk, yeah. percolators, we want you to show your perks. So if you got a print from Geo, if you've got a magnet from Lev's dad, Hell yeah. once I send out the figurines, we want you to post those things in the chat when we're live. We want to tweet you guys holding up your btr stuff you know and i'm also this quite happy before to, the merchandise i'm quite happy to like add to something to the 50 dollars pop i don't know what i'd add Whoa. but i'm quite happy to like that's an idea i don't know what i'd do so well, you'd have to talk I, to me the, more the ideal that would be ideal huge yes be, what if we create like a figure out of you as the blue man and then jules paints it well, I'm, I was more thinking of something that i would actually add to that i mean you can sure you can do something like that that'd be cool but i'm thinking something that i like I do some online bullshit. I don't know. I'll figure something out. Like I can add some. Let's Thank talk. You. Let's talk yeah. in the Discord after stream. Let's yeah. talk in the Discord. Yeah, definitely. And we are going to be going all Thank out you. as far as these decentralized networks. You know, I want to get on all of them because right now is the time. We got to get on all tech. And uh, Philip Daniel, I really want to thank you for coming on as well today. You are a newcomer to the stream, but I love your energy. And I would love to know more about music. I would love to have another music stream coming up. And uh, can you tell us uh, any final thoughts that you uh, have about what we discussed uh, today? First of all, thank you for having me on. Second of all, I'm not very optimistic about the future politically. 
But even as we find ourselves increasingly repressed in the political sphere, I believe that we have a chance to bring about a renaissance in the arts. So I'm a little more optimistic in that regard. Oh, no, no, no. I, I was just asking you so uh, uh, for any final thoughts. And I guess that would be... The that that will be the final yeah. thought. Do you have, by the way, any social media? Because I just put on Philip Daniel. Is there anywhere else that people can find you at? Um, well, I have my YouTube channel, a Patreon account. I have a published OX blog, but I haven't touched that in a while. I do not have a Twitter. Um, I have a, a Discord account, of course, but uh, no, I don't really use much social media. I do have an Instagram account where I just post my compositions. Um, well, I, well, I would love to share that with everybody. What yes. is the Instagram account? Give me a moment. I'll link it, actually. Just, Excellent. Uh, you could put it put it in the chat there. And, yeah, uh, with my... At, and for everybody else here, uh, let us go to another newcomer today, Conscious Ma uh, Moss, a.k.a. Uh, the Lioness, a.k.a. Nala. So, uh, but by the way, why are you called Conscious Moss? What's going on there? It's a secret. I can't. Okay. All right, fine. <laughs> Is it, it's, I, you say it's like a secret to make it mysterious, but it sounds like one of those randomly generated like two words. And that things. may and you may be correct. That's well, I may be correct, but not necessarily. You exactly, and you exactly. just never know. I never know. That is definitely that is definitely that, isn't it? But okay, we'll keep it you a secret. Know. Don't call we'll me out like secret. that. We'll keep it a secret. Okay, yeah, keep it a secret. Yeah. <laughs> so, and also, I like your avatar. Is that from Naruto or yes, what anime? Uh, Haku from Naruto? I haven't watched Naruto yet, but verse one of the best arcs. Versus yes. an adamant about me watching Naruto and uh, like a like a condensed version, like there's like a fan version that somebody uh, made. So that is what I'm going to be watching. And uh, let's see what else. Um, Metaphor man, you've been with us for the entire time. I really appreciate you, buddy. Any final thoughts? Metaphor man, he's are just you there? chilling, man. He's, he's just chilling. chilling. Okay, he's, that is metaphorically good. here. <laughs> Yes. You think if we survive the purge that we are good by now, or I don't know. What do you what do you guys No, think? No. no. I'm still no, watching I'm still watching now. mutuals get, get nuked. Yeah. Do you think if, like, if we survive by tomorrow, anybody. then they've because it seems that all these band waves well, do it like all at once and they like it So takes apparently uh one of the flight attendant unions just asked to ban the insurrectionists from flights, and the House Homeland Security Committee is now asking the FBI and TSA to add the perpetrators to the no-fly list. Oh my god. <laughs> no, what but on, on Twitter, happen? I don't know if I'm safe. I've lasted this long. I mean Whole, I just mm. broke 8K follows. You are simply a humble painter. That's all. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Gonna have to, yes. We're all going to have to become like esoteric aesthetics accounts in order to, yeah. to stay so on apparently, Twitter. Yeah. yeah, apparently Classic Theist and other people, like um, uh, Entrepreneur of All, they're nuking their tweets. I wonder if that... Does that really change anything or I don't know? I don't, I don't really think so. I think it, it, it I think can it's... change things if, if, you, if, you, uh, if people are like... If they haven't mass reported one of your tweets, but they're going to, that can help. But you know, yeah, I think maybe I should delete my because uh, Movie Bob got got me uh, like on on the Sopranos. Like they say, I've been made. Like the FBI, yeah. like when Tony, you, you were know, made, Gio. Yeah, so I'll probably delete that one. It's a really good fucking tweet too. I'll screen cap you know, it, the, then I'll delete it. We're Holy getting rid shit. of all of our best work. It's no, but why would they report it? It's not yeah. an offensive tweet. 
in any way. Like it doesn't say any gamer words. Movie feel feel I'm sure you offended it, someone, Geo. What? I'm sure it offended someone, Geo, and that's all that matters. Geo, Bob is Geo, you're Geo, you are forgetting that your existence, your mere existence is offensive to people like the movie Blob. You are headed for obsolescence. You are what is the term he uses? Um well he calls uh, his political opponents obsolete. But what is the other yeah. term he uses? I can't quite recall. But Troglodytes, I think tro- uh, Judge? Does he call his opponents troglodytes? It sounds more like an Arthur Chu thing, but I, I, I guess, I mean, yeah, he does I, trogs, the movie yeah. blog, the, the movie Blob does believe in, he does believe in eugenics. He just believes in it's, that, that, that eugenics, the principle of eugenics has been ruined by the wrong, well, it, yeah, well, the obviously wrong side of people, but you know, he's one of he is again like Arthur Chu. He's one of those who whom guys where morality is contingent on um, yeah. your your tribe. Oh, oh, f- Philip, so, did you send yeah. your social uh, your um, Instagram into the chat? I did. I I linked it in the chat, but I'll link it again. I linked oh, my wait, YouTube. Oh wait, in the uh, in, in the, the Zoom, Zoom chat. chat. Yeah, it's oh. in the Zoom chat. Uh, yes, I, yes, the both in the, well, also well, also in the YouTube chat. But I linked oh, it in the, here. In here, I'm going to post it in the yeah. YouTube chat so that everybody could see it right now. I'm just going to put attention on it so that everybody knows it is right here. So I here could you use go. a few more subs and a few more patrons, you know? Yes, yes. Most, Philip, most of my patrons right now are actually uh, real-life friends. They're actually people I know in yeah. real life and uh, would probably be horrified at my political opinions. But Wait, did no one post this picture because mm. it looks kind of like a, you got a similar hair? Similar curly, uh, is that? Is that movie bomb? No, 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 that's... No, that I believe that guy is uh, Koresh. David Koresh. Oh, oh yeah. okay, my So, guys, uh, we... I'm just overdue are... for a haircut. No, yeah. you, you, got, you got a nice a nice fro growing there. So, anyway, guys, I believe this is it. This is the end. Oh, wait, by the way, who Tom, who is that guy in your shirt with the Thunderbolts? Uh, this is Jimmy Dore. He's probably the, ah, the only real leftist oh. we have left. The only leftist left. Interesting. I, I, I mean, Wait. I mean, if you if you okay, if you want to talk about if there if there is a leader of of the type of left that you guys hear me talking about today, the only one we have left is really Jimmy Dore, Nico House, and Convo Couch. There's only there's only one channel, one leftist channel on YouTube that's been looking into election integrity. And what's been happening in this election that like the, the 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 left is destroyed right now there is there is no left movement in this country and we are we are now forced to, to gather under a comedian is kind of kind of our, our leader at the moment because we are really the left really is that fractured and it is that bad jules let's combine our two uh, fingers together and do one of those Fusion Dragon Ball Z, things. baby. Dragon Ball yeah. Z. Yo, I just realized we were talking about haircuts that Lev has the same exact haircut as Anton Sigur from No Country for All Men. Where's my gas thing or whatever that was? That was a very uh, cattle, looking... cattle, uh, coin. cattle yeah, the compression. Yeah. Toss the, the compression hammer. Yeah. Yeah. Man, Toss that was a good that was a good Back movie. in the day they used sludgehammers. Good afternoon. Oh, very different, uh, very different from the book. 
I I still have to read the book. From what I know, it should be very different from the book. And uh, yeah, Coen Brothers genius. I uh, really love that Coen Brothers movie I saw recently again about like the 1920s uh, mafia people. It was called Miller's Crossing. Jules, have you seen that? That's such awesome. a good movie. I love that movie. That's not one of their more popular films. It's so good. Definitely. Yeah, and I also saw Barton Fink recently as well. I, I, I like love that Barton one too. Fink. Barton yeah. Fink's one of my favorite ones. Was that John Goodman so supposed to be like uh, like the devil or or just a devilish type of uh, presence? You know, it's been a while since I watched it to do a film. Oh yeah, we shouldn't spoil. It. We shouldn't I just spoil remember Barton who... Fink. Yeah, I just remember Barton Fink trying to write a screenplay and just constantly being distracted. Yeah. And, well, and watch it, felt, it again. It kind of like a David Lynch film. Mm -hmm. it, it felt a little bit like a David Lynch film. I could see that, yeah. All right, guys, well, that's it. I think uh, we have had a very interesting discussion today, but this is just the beginning. Like I said before, we want to bring in people who, diff who have a different opinion uh, from all of us. And uh, I think all of us, even though we agree on certain things, I think within the nuances, we disagree on certain things too. And that's a beautiful thing. That's the way it should be. I mean, Gio, you and I disagree on Russia, and uh, I'm mm -hmm. sure Jules and I disagree on certain things. Tom, Pill Eater, Apex, Remus, uh, uh, Metaphor Man. Uh, but that is the only way that we can actually gain wisdom, is through being able to test what we know and uh, discuss it. And I think that is going to open the door for people to realize that if you guys are correct and things are going into a much more uh, totalitarian direction, not just with Trump, but as far as uh, what would happen to just regular folks who happen to be uh, supporting him, supporting his slogans, uh, then time will tell exactly what that's going to look like. But for all the people out there who would want people to be free to express whatever they believe in, even if they disagree with that, for all those people, and I'm sure like... Uh, I'm sure there are many people out there who hated Trump's guts entirely, and those are the people who I need to come on BTR right now because those are the people who have to stand with us and make sure that this does not turn into a totalitarian state. And with that said, I bid all of you guys adieu. We are going to come back on Tuesday with Jessica Deloach. Uh, who was uh, Pete Buttigieg's uh, husband's uh, uh, assistant, and she was uh, working on this campaign, and uh, Alex Forrest. And Alex Forrest, mm. uh, we had him on the show before, great guy. We are going to be talking about infrastructure, but I think it's going to be also a wider theme of just American excellence. Can we return back to it as far as being able to create things, being able to move things around in a much more efficient way, faster, better, stronger? And uh, that is something that's uh, very near and dear to uh, to me and uh, I'm sure to everybody here who wants this country to be a better place. And with that being said, farewell, guys. We will Describe. see you on Tuesday. Subscribe. God bless Subscribe you guys. Show. guys Thank you for the having me. Thank you all. Take care, everybody. Yeah. We'll see you all as well. Patreon.com slash yeah. break the rules. There is no black pill. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.